Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as you can see, folks, there has been a redesign into the overlays thanks to the extremely talented and generous Wandering Dutch. Uh, he has knocked it out of the park once again. And uh, yes, folks, he is taking requests. Um, of course, for payment, because he doesn't do things on the arm, because this does cost a lot of, well, it's a lot of his time. So if, you, if you're if you a podcaster, if you're thinking about starting your channel, reach out to the Wandering Dutch. Uh, he does incredible work, but he also does intros. And obviously, you know, you have to talk to him about what the pricing is. I don't know what his pricing would be, but I know that he said it would be fair. And no, no one is more fair than the Wandering Dutch. Go follow him on Twitter DM, DM him if you have a request. But, folks, my God, what a day for news. It just will not stop. I mean, there's been so much news. I wrote a show. I sent it to the guys yesterday, and I had to change it on the fly. We're pulling an audible. But we are definitely talking about Starfield. We're talking about Hellblade. We're talking about Undead Labs and a new project? What? Uh, we have a lot to get into, but we have a returning guest who basically has been given the key to the front door. And you know what? We're welcoming back again. Skullsy TV. We're talking Starfield and you're back, brother. A lot to get into. Potentially a June release. We're hearing some from some insiders that have gotten it right before that it may be, you know, not as great as, you know, in, in regards to polish, which I don't necessarily believe we've heard. They actually had to cut some things out because of the size to get it ready to release. And that might uh, come in the form of free DLC sometime down the line. We have a lot to get into. Skolzy, how are you feeling, brother? Welcome back. I am doing awesome. Thank you for inviting me on and giving me the key to the show. Uh, out of all the podcasts I've been on, this is my favorite. So ah, thank that's you very, very kind much. of you, brother. Thank you. And yeah, I got a lot of Starfield stuff to talk about today. I got a couple rants to go on, a couple yes, things. To I love, I, I love when you go on your rants, especially when you do it on your channel. Uh, and if you're not following Skullsy TV, you're doing it wrong, folks, because that's that's Mister Bethesda. I mean, if there's one guy, if there's one guy to put up on the on the board and say he knows everything about Bethesda, it's Skullsy TV, and he gets it right more times than he gets it wrong. We appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you. Thank you, thank Retri, you. Uh, Game yes. Pass underscore daily. You have had your plate full uh, compared to last, uh, the beginning of the month, where you you were starving. Uh, JoJo's <laughs> yeah. Bizarre Adventure uh, drops on Game Pass. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to talk about it to open up the show. Apparently, there is a problem with uh with xbox game pass dropping games onto the service without telling you according <clears throat> to gamerant.com we're going to get into their stupidity yeah. apparently folks they have sold out uh back-to-back -back articles of complete nonsense and i said and i'll read to you what i said i would imagine that the uh that the uh the uh the clicks are low that's why they figured you know what it's cool to hate on xbox so why not but how you feeling retro welcome back I'm feeling good. Boom. Things have been going good. Game Pass is killing it right now, and they're killing it fast. I love Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know if anyone saw my tweet, but it is. I never heard of that game. Sorry, no one's game, been talking about it. Game of the year. Boom. You should play it. It's so good. <laughs> my game of the year contender right now. I don't give a crap what Game Ranch or anyone says. I love that game. 
I can't find anything wrong with it. Nothing. So literally. It's nothing. my number one right now. Like it's going to be hard to knock it off the pedestal. I, I, uh, I can't stop talking about it. I'm sure. People I, I'm going to say this. It, but. I, I've, I've said this before guys, and uh, I'll say it again and I'll say it again, starting with uh, the hi-fi rush talk. Um, I am officially putting Jeff Keeley on notice. Uh, and I know this is a small channel that he does not know about and probably never will. And that's fine. Uh, but I've said this last year, and I will, I will reiterate it right now, live on the air. If Microsoft's games that come out this year hit the way Hi-Fi Rush has hit, and we keep hearing and seeing releases, Starfield, Forza, Redfall, let's say the old hit. Obviously, Age of Empires is out today. Uh, you know, you get Hellblade, which we're going to talk about at the end of the year. And let's say, for instance, they're all hitting. If by at the end of the year, the Xbox uh, representation at the Game Awards is not skewed and fixed, we're going to know that he legitimately does not want to see Xbox succeed on his program. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I again, taking nothing away from what Sony has done. Not doing that. What I'm saying is that in past years, Microsoft has done two things. One, they have not shown up with games that could be nominated, and that's their fault. But when they do show up and they do attend with games that should be nominated, they're not by the mysterious panel of 95 people within the industry. I find that to be very suspect. And again, all the stories and question marks will be answered come this December. If Microsoft does hit with all of these games and they're not being represented in the proper manner at the end of the year at the game awards, we will see as like they say, hashtag only time will tell, but Daniel G what's going on, brother. Welcome back. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. We, uh, me and Mav down here in Texas are seeing the first snow in like two years. Uh, it's paper thin, but it's blocking up all the roads, so we're stuck at home. <laughs> well, I, I, you guys are doing better than us because I live in Westchester County in New York, and we have had no snow the entire season, and me and Mrs. Boom are very upset. It, it, it's a downer not to have snow, uh, and we haven't had any. So Texas has snow, but New York does not. There is you definitely something going we're on in this world. Yeah, we don't want it. I got plenty. <laughs> I know, and speaking, yeah. Well, listen, everyone seems to have snow except for poor Mr. and Mrs. Boom. This is very disappointing. Um, but uh, Mav, you're here, brother. Thanks to the weather, how you feeling? Doing good, man. I was a little bit under the weather last week, but uh, I'm all back on track, ready to go this week. Um, and now I'm snowed in. So yeah, uh, <laughs> great. Um, and I wouldn't. I, I hesitate to actually call it snow because in Texas we usually don't actually get snow. We get this icy mix stuff, you know, that just sits on the ground and is weird and hard. You know what I mean? It's not like, um, it's, we don't get the big fluffy things very often. You know? Well, um, listen, thank, thanks to the weather. You're here. Uh, your, yeah. your work has been pushed back to Friday, which is great for us. <laughs> and yeah. We get to I'm hear glad. your opinion on some very, very spicy topics, uh, specifically Starfield, uh, and what was talked about last night, on the Xbox Two Plus One, uh, that is Randall Thor and Jez Corden's uh, Patreon podcast that they are now doing. 
Uh, Rand, if you're listening, uh, and Jez Corden, I know you're listening. Uh, I, my inbox has not been filled. <laughs> I'm waiting. Um, so just FYI, I'll, I will wear a proper suit to this podcast. But uh, <laughs> last in no way least, our shy town brother who has had a lot of snow this year and the best voice in podcasting, in my humble opinion, Infinite Umbra. What's up, brother? How you feeling? Minute by minute. Five minutes, girl, don't you worry. I had to fix, you know, I had to hit something since you of gave course, me a course, man, you got to hit those high notes, and you yeah, do well. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Let me stop. Uh, yeah, good morning, everybody. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to have Scozy back with us again in the building. Happy that he's siding with me on that Unreal Engine 5 love, you know. Yep. Yeah, just happy to get his, get it uh, started today. Uh, it's a lot of news we got. Like you said, it kind of the last second. They're coming so. for you there, Umbra. I know. They heard me talk <laughs> about Unreal Engine. They're like, that's enough. No, nah, but um, yeah, man, I'm happy to. I I think it's because I'm not a marcher, Retri. I think it's because I'm a junior. That's right. Um, and, June, uh, June, baby. Yeah, I think it was Math. <laughs> Math probably called him. He's a marcher. He's like, I'm tired of this guy. Well, man, why the March hate? Um, bro, come <laughs> yeah. on. Well, uh, I don't. I don't understand. I don't think we hate on March. We just believe it's gonna be June. But that's, I think I, we all, we don't want it. We don't want it in June. I don't want it anywhere near near Diablo. I don't want right. it to touch. Well, Diablo's probably that. gonna get delayed, so you're probably not gonna have to worry. All right, <laughs> insider, you hear you heard it here first from Matt. Yeah, we're okay. hearing that that uh, that it's not it's it's not uh, where they want it to be, so that probably gets delayed. Uh, we've heard some different things, uh, but we, we 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 will we will get to that momentarily. Uh, I want to I want to immediately go to something again, folks. This is I don't like the negativity. You know how I feel about that. This, the show is built on positivity and being community first but i i gotta call it out when i see it folks and uh once again um game rant who used to be a site that i went to on a daily basis like i used to really dig what they were putting out there and i don't know what happened i don't know if they took the money from sony i don't know if clicks were down because sites like vgc have exploded on the scene which of course them and Windows Central's are uh, Central Gaming is my, my both my go to sites for news because obviously I know Jez Corden personally and he, I love his stuff, but I love what they do over at Windows Central and VGC. I, I mean, I, every now and again they do some silly things, but that's that's j- journalism as a whole for the most part. They are legit and I do like them and I do appreciate the work that goes into it. So, what am I talking about, folks? Uh, g- game Rant again, who used to be someone or a site that I trusted and I went to for news has uh, been taking pop shots at Xbox. And I, I, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I understand if Microsoft deserves the righteous smoke and I'm shouting out Kaysante for that, but apparently they just want to do it for clicks. And I guess clicks are down. Well, they put out a story today that got all kinds of hate. And I had to jump on the bandwagon because, and of course, I was politically correct, as you would expect. But the stupidity train just keeps rolling when it comes to a game rant. And they say this in their story, in their headline story. For all of the value Xbox Game Pass offers its subscribers, the recent trend of adding games to the service without prior announcement is concerning. What in the F? are they talking about? So I, of course, wrote to them, and I said, wow, I'd imagine that clicks are way down after your last hit piece on Xbox. Now this BS. What the H does uh, does the recent trend of adding games to the service without prior announcements is concerning mean? 
hashtag desperate, hashtag pathetic. Uh, and I'm and again, I don't like being harsh, but folks, that is just honest, honest, honestly, it's just stupidity. I don't want to spend too much, uh, you know, time on this and gum up the the podcast. But I'll go first to our guest, Scalzi. You know, we have seen more times than not that websites uh, continue these hit pieces. Why? Why does this continue when Xbox is doing the right thing? And 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 again, take away nothing from what Sony did last year with their first party. They just are not a good company when it comes uh, to treating their customers well. Why the hit pieces? Yeah. Okay. So. So first of all, I'm super annoyed by that crap. I, I've been annoyed with most gaming journalism websites for a while now. For personal reasons, they've taken my stuff and they've they've spun it to make it seem like a leak when it wasn't. So, so they're in a business to get clicks, right? They're 100% in the business to get clicks first. A lot of these sites no longer provide a service to the gaming community that is news and journalism. Instead, they provide a service to themselves, which is how can we get as many clicks on our on our article so we can get ad revenue. And I think that's where it boils down to. They see hating on PlayStation or Xbox is hot right now. And anytime there's nothing to talk about, they have to try to almost pick up whatever pieces they can and put together whatever crappy little sandcastle they can to show to everyone to just have something to talk about. And hate sells, unfortunately, more than a lot of other stuff right now. So that's that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people just trying to make a buck off of the loud minority band, bandwagon. And I say minority, meaning the majority of the gaming community isn't negative. No matter how it may seem outside looking in, it's a minority amount of people who are the haters, right? Who who watch gaming shows just to hate on them, which is just an insane thing. I, I can't imagine my life to where I get my coffee, you know, I get whatever else I need to sit down, and I sit down to get angry for 30 minutes too. And like, who does that? <laughs> like, mm. We're all gamers at the end of the day. But these gaming journalism sites, even though they may have gamers work for them, they're they're in the, in the business of getting clicks and advertising. So unfortunately, this is something I don't think is going to stop probably for a long time. And it's probably going to get even more common as we get closer to some of these major releases like Starfield and stuff. I don't know how anyone could see the instant release without marketing of, of uh, what I would keep wanting to call it high on life. Of, high, high, high. High, yeah. High five rush. Yeah. <laughs> rush. I was reading articles about high fi or high, high on life before the show. So my brain keeps <laughs> confusing the two. Uh, but yeah, high fi rush. That was an amazing, amazing success metric for a game that had no marketing whatsoever. It's something that can change the way gaming marketing is done in the future to where people now get the product. They don't have to get months of stuff to hate on first. But 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 they take that and they turn it into a negative hate piece article like this is this should be an article about how gaming can be changed because of Hi-Fi Rush, of how marketing no longer needs to be as much of a focus all the time and how the game can come out with more positivity than negativity. But no, what do they want to do? They want to instead of writing a really in-depth article about how this can change gaming marketing. And so they just write a hit piece. It's 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 fatiguing to see. And I'm kind of tired of it. But. Yeah, they, they want their money. They're going to use all the haters out there to get their pockets full. So haters, yeah. you're a tool in someone else's book, I guess, if that makes you happy. <laughs> That's yeah, my no, thoughts no, no, on no. it. I, I guess. And, uh, you know, real quick, Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, drops the first $2 Super Chat of the day. He says, great panel. Thank you for that. We also have uh, 
the uh, Kea Sante has been a channel member for nine months. Of course, that is my brother from another. He says, um, salute to the amazing panel and chat. Enjoying the show while I'm working. Have you guys seen the latest Shrier report on Halo? Unreal. Yeah, it's uh, unreal hashtag, which is where they probably should have went anyway. But, you know, look, we're not going to talk about Halo because whenever I talk about Halo, A, I get mad and B, my numbers and subs drop because everyone is either <laughs> hates on Halo and are tired of talking about it. Or they love Halo and they're tired of you talking about it. So I'm not going to talk about Halo. Uh, I, I, I've, I've done, I, I've put uh, almost 13 days worth of play. I love it. Um, I'm saddened by what is happening at the studio. I'm disappointed at management. And that is all I will say. But hopefully, big change will come the way of uh, an a historic and incredible, incredibly important franchise to Xbox. But I want to go to Retree. Retri, you obviously yep. are our Game Pass arm of the of the podcast. You have an incredible uh, YouTube channel that you cover this, and you do these these incredible videos each and every day. Uh, uh, you know, advising the community. Um, to to Scalzi's point, it, it is pretty unbelievable that a game like Hi-Fi Rush could come out and do so many absolutely wonderful things. Uh. Uh, and then somehow be overshadowed by people hating on the game. Um, you know, I, I would imagine if this would have had months and months of, of of coverage before it was released, it would have been like, oh, there's another cartoon Xbox game. That's right. gonna suck. They just would you know have hated I mean? it, hated on it in a different in a yeah. different manner. So it, it, you know is, what I mean? it, it's pretty. Instead of championing the the way that this was done and again understand folks this is not going to be on a regular basis they actually had people from microsoft marketing talking about to say listen this was a special a special situation i could see this more happening for like uh shadow drops to the actual service from like indies and third yeah. parties and second parties which i hope that are somehow going to be incorporated into these developer directs which 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 the first one was phenomenal are you, are, are, are you disheartened by this kind of jur journalistic coverage? I am, but I'm numb to it now. <laughs> you see it so often. It's so reductive, right? We keep seeing IGN, Kotaku, GameRant, everybody. GameSpot, just, yeah. GameSpot mm -hmm. just going after Xbox and taking anything that they do in a positive light, which I think Hi-Fi Rush and the Shadow Drop is all positive. I thought I thought that was great. It was it was exciting. It got the Xbox community very excited. Like, holy crap, they did a one last thing, which I never thought we were going to ever see again. Boom. I know you talk about that stuff a lot that you want to see that coming back. And I just I counted Microsoft out from ever doing anything like that ever again. And I was happy to see it and I was glad I was wrong. Um so these guys are just trying to take anything on Xbox, get the clicks and just and just, you know, put the negative spin on a story that should not have any negativity towards it whatsoever. And I'm the first one to crap on Microsoft when they screw up in marketing. I love this move. I thought it was, I thought it was a step in the right direction. I thought it's different. I, I don't think everything has to be marketed the exact same way. Indies right. like this, like you said, maybe we get more shadow drops. You know, I do think stuff like Starfield and Redfall need to breathe and have a little more marketing because we are the minority. We are the one percenters that know everything that's going on in the industry. You have to send out your message to everybody who's out there. That's the broader audience. That's the 85%, right? So you need to market to them. But 
you know, it's, it's, it's another hit piece. It's, I'm getting used to seeing these sorts of things and it's really popular right now, especially from that site too, to crap on Xbox because they're, the ship is moving it. They're going in the right direction. This is going to be, as I said multiple times, and I'll keep on saying, this is going to be the best year, in my opinion, in Xbox history. Yeah, even Not even with potential, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with some potential delays, I, yep. I, I agree with you. I, I think you're onto something. Uh, I, I I think that uh, you, you know the challenging the 2007. I think that this year uh, does, and, and not just Xbox. I agree with you, a thousand percent. I think everyone's coming to the party. Uh, Sony, you know, if if all they bring to the party is Spider Man um, by their first party. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't wait for Spider Man. I'm very much. I'm su- I, that. That's a day one. I don't like buy, paying seventy dollars. I will. I will pay seventy dollars for that. I'll, if they have a collector's edition that's not gross, I will buy that because I have the first 2018 <laughs> Spider Man uh, uh, one, which it, it wasn't great because it was kind of like a mishmash of all the cat, all the bad guys, and just pieces of them. I, I didn't yeah. understand what it was, but if they, if it's a cool like Miles Morales and Peter Parker together on top of a building or something, you know. That, I'm I'm definitely gonna splurge for that, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you, thousand uh, percent, Retri. Um, listen, Daniel, uh, I I I'm you know what I'm interested to hear your opinion because you're obviously you wear it on your sleeve. Um, one of the stories that seemed to come and go, uh, that was not covered by a lot of these uh these so called you know journalistic uh you know um uh, members of the community was the fact that a $30 game outsold a $70 game that was, of course, expected to be one of Sony's big bangers for 2023. It has fallen off of the uh, charts. Um, and uh, that, that, again, I'm not, you know, jumping, piling on the rabbit for, for spoken. It's, it just is what it is. But you would think that very similar to what Skullzy and Retri said about how to that's weird. Why is it doing that? Everyone seems to be scrolling yeah. like, like they're playing uh, musical chairs. Hopefully this, uh, the software doesn't take a dump. But listen, as long as you can see and hear everyone, we're good. <laughs> um, but uh, Daniel, the story here should have been how you can have a $30 title bring triple a love in every aspect of hi-fi rush that that could have been a great title hey $30 title by tango gameworks that many people didn't even know existed brings out this game and it has personality and style and character and it's a 10 out of 10 wow great for xbox gamers but somehow they turn it yeah. That you know, not not getting out there and telling people about what's coming into Xbox Game Pass and putting all this content for you to go and discover is some somehow an issue. Why? Yeah, I uh, realistically, I don't think it is. And uh, to your point, there there are other publications that that are writing, you know, exactly what you're saying. They're they're writing, you know, hey, this thirty dollar game is is telling extremely well. It's proving that you know having a game launch in game pass doesn't mean that it doesn't you know do numbers um not to make it a competition but there's i saw one that was specifically pointing out how it 
made more in, in new than uh, for spoken, despite the fact that it costs less than half as much, um, which is rough for for spoken if i'm being honest mm. um but yeah i mean as somebody who's who's sort of been a, a fan of the industry for a long time and, and been watching podcasts talking about it for even longer it, it's a, the sort of situation where like i understand the negative aspects that people could pull out from a shadow drop like uh like retry was saying about how it's like oh you know some of the the, the marketing takes a hit because it's just like out now um, but I also think that with a game like this, just launching it, like shadow dropping it, first of all, is really exciting. I think the shadow drop is probably a big reason why so many people were just like, oh, and it's out now. I'm going to play it right. Like, I think that that really got a lot of, you know, the people who were already watching that show to, to go in and play it that day, which yes, is only, you know, the 1% like Retri was saying. Um, but then, you know, the best form of marketing is word of mouth and they're going, this is really good. Wow. And so they, they tell it to the 2% who tells it to the 3% and so on and so forth. And, you know, we'll see how far that goes. Clearly it's doing at least a good thing for them because it's been making uh, a lot of money and we're seeing more and more people talking about, well, wow, this game's really good. And, you know, just, uh, I've been seeing people who I don't even really think of as like, you know, particularly hardcore gamers reaching out to me and being like, Hey, have you heard about this game? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's pretty good. Right. Uh, so, uh, it's, you know, I think it's working out for them. It's, I don't know. I don't usually like to, to focus in on like the negativity too much because there's, there's a certain aspect of the, the games industry that is just, well, maybe not even the games industry of like games content creation, uh, that is just like immediately jumps to catastrophizing every possible thing. Right. It's this sort of situation where like, and we're going to talk about it later a little bit, so maybe I shouldn't get into it too much. But there's it's this situation where, like, some person on a podcast talking to 16 people will say something, and then all of a sudden it starts blowing up, and everyone you know runs with it. And, and it's this com- it's this really awful combination of like people just saying whatever online to you know clout chase without having ever you know, fact checked it or made sure it was from a a good source or, you know, double checked with people that they know in the industry to make sure it's even remotely true. Um, And then people run with it for a week before Jess Gordon comes out and they're like, actually, no, uh, like, what was it? Like Fable's doing fine or Perfect Dark is doing fine. You know, they hear, oh, this game hit a hit a a road bump. And so this whole game is terrible. It's it's, it'll never come out. And it's like, these are five year projects. No project that runs that long ever goes without running into some kind of problem i'm sorry Mm -hmm. it's not a perfect world sometimes things go wrong you know it's just it's just a fact of the matter especially when you're working on something for that long with that many moving pieces it's just it's gonna happen um and there's so many people who they'll hear something like that and just immediately jump to the to the worst possible conclusion which is like oh xbox is dead oh playstation is dead you know oh the e3 is dead like so many different things they hear like the smallest little change to something has happened and they're like everything's terrible this is this is the end of time and it's like is this just like you being like the video game equivalent of a hypochondriac or is this you know you doing it for clicks and it's impossible to know for sure um but it's something that's really been getting on my nerves lately so hopefully everything seems to be coming in in extremes like daniel's basically saying it's always like totally black totally white nothing lives in the gray which is total bs that's where like 90 percent of everything actually lives right so yeah you see it on Twitter constantly. Everything, everything is in an extreme, you know? You know what the you problem know? is, though? I mean, ultimately, uh, Microsoft needs to deliver 
which we believe that is going to be this year. I, I think there is going to come a point where even the IGNs and the game spots and the Kotaku's, even though they begrudgingly will be biting their tongue to write something positive about Xbox, I think they're going to be forced to. Uh, and again, I do not make excuses for Microsoft. When they F up, I will let you know my opinion. And it's not for clicks. It's because I am a fan and I not only want better, but as a, uh, as, as a paying customer, deserve it. Sorry, not to sound like a spoiled a-hole, but if I'm paying and I'm supporting the brand, I want you to deliver, especially when it comes to first party, which is expected this year in a big way. So we'll, we will see, but uh, I do want to grab Mav and Umbra, and then we'll move on to the big topic. Mav, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Game Rant? Ooh, I, it seems like they maybe got a big investment from Kotaku or something. I don't know, man. Like, or Tony. <laughs> no, it's... I think gaming journalism has just gone way downhill, much like real journalism as well. I mean, it's they're kind of going with the trend of serving a base, right? Being the contrarians, being the extremists, instead of serving the information of the industry, right? Always opinion-based articles, heavy, heavy opinions, and these kind of things, instead of just, hey, here's the information, here's some stuff, you know, like, Back in the day, we used to read these gaming websites and always see, oh, what information is about this game coming out or the previews and, and all these different things. And and now it's like, hey, you can't do this, Xbox. You know, Sony, this is garbage or what or whatever. And uh, whereas that's cool if we do it, you know what I mean? Because we're just like people with an opinion, having a podcast, talking. Yeah. And it's like these uh, gaming websites that have existed for a really long time and and have like uh tried to serve as informational right uh the switch slowly becomes into this thing where it tricks people into thinking that's the information that's out there right so it's dangerous like it has been for the real world it's created extremism of people that are like not ever been like uh agenda based whatsoever uh with uh, tons of different things right uh, not to get political political here but it's it's kind of affected people, uh, and I think when you start serving people the same crap over and over again, it's easy for them to believe it. Uh, conspiracy theories, you know, Xbox is going to ruin the gaming industry or whatever if they acquire uh, ABK, which I think was one of their latest articles as well. So it's fear-mongering, right, uh, is used, uh, a lot of these things, and that's what gets clicks, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. either it's people hate it, or people love it, right? And it's shared regardless. So that's where the uh, these kind of articles come from. Uh, I feel like um, it's a shame, but we're just going to have to re rely on better information nowadays instead of going to these websites because there's a lot of good ones out there that are from people that just uh, put out information, right? And if you have uh shows or if you have websites that you like you'll just trust your trusted sources now instead of relying on the old hats because it's dead i honestly think that the old way of gaming journalism has died much like the rest of journalism in in in, in the world so yeah when there's when there's apps that actually tell you what websites 
what their general agenda or focus is, then that tells you something about the state yeah, of journalism. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now. No, exa exactly. Like, is this journalist from a PlayStation website or is it an Xbox <laughs> website? It's like, what? What is this like? Democrat versus Republican all of a sudden with gaming? It's just like, doesn't make any sense. Just like, let's just talk about games. You know what yeah. I mean? And where we have an issue with something, it should be pretty clear, right? Uh, certain things most people should have an issue with. Um, and But certain things most people don't. But then sometimes it's the contrarians, right? Or the uh, conspiracy theories or the doomsday scenario uh, articles that, that get the most attention. Yeah. Well, again, I, I, I get it, folks. Like, I understand. It's business. You got to pay your employees. Uh, I don't know how big the website is, but I mean, this is back to back articles. Like, I mean, I think they, they had three in a row. Three. Oh, is three it three? Because maybe yeah. I missed the first one. I know the one that you said uh, that uh, no, somehow they had or another, the, uh, ABK, they had the oh. Starfield one about how Starfield oh, was, uh, was like uh, going to get lost in the shuffle of. Oh Sci yeah, that's right. Oh my yeah, God. No Man's Sky or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yep. like, yeah. how is it going to differentiate itself in this world of space games? Like, what? You're right. Do I they even not know who Bethesda is? Like, uh, every space uh, game is the same. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, we, In fact, we're going to get into it because we have a big topic again. Uh, we're going to use uh, first of all, shout out to Idle Sloth, the living, breathing detective of the interwebs of the social media interwebs. Uh, I reached out to him for some information as I do. Uh, and he responded as he does with some really, really good stuff. Uh, we've been going back and forth all morning. He is just, my God, follow that, follow that dude. I, I don't, let me, let me get it right. Cause he had to change it a couple of times. <clears throat> it's uh, idle sloth 84 underscore follow, follow him. If you like Xbox news, that guy, he's just, Amazing. He's a robot. I don't think he's human. Yep. I'm going to be honest. Like I said, he's not human. He nah, has yeah, DM me and said that he was human, but that's exactly what an AI robot would That's what would an say, AI right? would do. Yes, yep. exactly. <laughs> In Infinite Umbra. Let's get your final point on this. And we're going to get into the real uh, crux uh, as we close in on, wow, 500 people here already. That is pretty dope. We got a couple super chats to get into. Um, and uh, shout out to um, Pixelbit G, who, uh, who just put out there that Undisputed uh, the first boxing game in over a decade is available on Steam. I don't think it's console. I wish it was. I'm not a PC player, so I'm going to miss out. Um, and uh, he, he brought up um, uh, something yesterday that I want to reiterate. Uh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, he had asked if there is going to be a physical edition at some point, which would be kind of cool. And he, mm -hmm. he had suggested that Mrs. Boom and I do giveaway for the physical edition if there is one uh and we we, we one up them on it uh, we not only did we take his advice but we one up them we are giving away five copies of said physical uh, uh um uh you know if, if if they release a physical version we will give away five copies but in the case that they do not next month announced that we're still giving away five deluxe edition copy codes to people in the chat for just being here. Now, obviously, as it works, if you're a channel member, you get first crack at it. The first three go to channel members. The next two will go to anyone in the chat. That's the way it works. 
uh, it's fair. Uh, Mrs. Boom and I have been, you know, putting our heads together. And you have to tip your cap to the people that support us on a regular basis because we can't do these giveaways without without the support. We ju we just can't. I can't afford to do it. So we we tuck away all the super chats and we do these big giveaways, like the one we announced at the beginning of the year, where we're giving 15 copies away of Stalker Two when that is announced, and that's going to cost us over a thousand dollars. But we'll be happy to spend it because a we're helping out the studio by buying their game at full price, and more importantly, fifteen people within the community will get this game at, at the expense of Double Barrel Gaming, and we're we're happy and proud to do that. Uh, but Umbra, let let's get into this, and then uh, you know your take on it. Uh, I am um, very disappointed with journalism because I, I come from an era where I used to run to my local Optimo. Uh, in the Bronx to get my EGMs and my, uh, you know, um, what's some of the older ones? Uh, uh, the video, video game, game video, informer. Yeah. Well, game informer game was pro. one of them. Game, game pro. Yes. Game pro. Uh, Gamers Republic. Does anyone remember that? Mm -hmm. What an amazing mag. They had the best paper. I mean, you touch the paper and you're like, wow, this is quality. This is fancy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Th th those <laughs> were the days that you were you appreciated uh, Sushi X. That was one of the contributors uh, of EGM, and the way that their journalistic integrity just flowed through the words that were written on the paper. And because of the way it's so easy to start up a website and put your positive or negative views on, we see Game Rant has now uh, had three whammies in twenty twenty three. Uh, and they continue. Uh, are you disappointed, or are you, are you just now expecting this from that that website? I, I fully expect it. I mean, Metro is more or less a tabloid in the UK. They yep. they feed off yep. this type of stuff, you know. Yep. So, and I think someone who was Game Plato, he said it perfectly. He says less opinion columns, just more games. I think if they stick to that and get away from trying to, you know, puff their chest out or whatever, and you know, you know, I, I know what the nature of things is now. Where they have to put something out there that's going to be controversial and and uh, what's the word they use? Um, <laughs> it's uh, not exotic. It's it's a word for it, but they it basically is just creation of controversy to get clicks. I mean, that's the thing they do now. So I think if it was less of that, it would be much more better received. But then you provocative. Thank you, Pixel Bit G. That's it. <laughs> it gets the people going. Yeah, but like. On top of that, by the way, I'll just say to, you know, kind of correct Mav, we have excellent journalists. We have Jason Schreier. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yay. You know, we can't go wrong there. No, but seriously, I mean, we do have some. I mean, we have yeah, Jez sure. and such with the Windows Central crew. We have, yeah. there are some. But Jez it, doesn't consider himself a journalist, though. He says he's a blogger. Oh, funny. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? The one, the one that person said. that we all think is one thinks he Because he one. refuses to lump himself in with the scum <laughs> out there. Exactly. Oh, that's that's what, what it is. is. I see. He's a neo. He's removing himself from the, co uh, the, the conversation yeah. or the equation, <laughs> right. if you will. A neo-journalist. I see. I see. Yeah, and I mean, I think the thing is, is that so many opinion pieces nowadays and people are kind of, I, I guess because of now the nature of it being more digital now, digitally led, I suppose, uh, you know, it leads more to people having to create clicks. They have to draw people to their sites. So that it's the nature of the beast, too. You know what I mean? So I think it's a bit of that. But it is tiresome, you know, 
it seems like, and I know it's you know it's a thing where people point out like Xbox gamers always get this kind of persecution complex was well, because we persecute it. Like leave us alone. Like every time it's some type of negative to us in our fandom, all the time we get enough of it from our Hoove brothers. But then you got the articles and such making you know negative uh, clickbaits and such like that too, which just kind of bring down the mood. You know, so on top of that, uh, we, you know, we dealt with the 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 lack of triple uh, A games for the last years. Right. And but Microsoft is making strides to correct that they've done well. So, you know, you have to sometimes focus on that positive And a lot of people don't want to do that. I mean, to be fair to a lot of our play Xbox gamers because of the persecution might be a little bit more um, antsy and quick to, you know, jump to uh defensiveness because of some people might say maybe saying some things like a paul tassie for instance right mm -hmm. but then yeah, there he's, are, kind of, he's, he's kind of, I, I like paul i do i like paul too he, 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 he's done some things recently he has that, that, that made me yeah. go like this like paul i don't understand hmm. what what has happened did you cash the check there you go i was wondering if anyone older was gonna get that. i was wondering too but i was like nobody's gonna get this but retro you right here you yeah. know that's why we're winning at the June. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a matter. It's the nature of the beast. But do you have some people who love to capitalize on it, then play innocent? I think Paul does that sometimes too. Uh, yeah. But I do like him though. I think he's an alright guy. I just think that sometimes he can jump and dabble into that a little bit. But then you have the 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 worst end of it, like the take hims, like guys like that. Who I that do dude has like been on a tear, yeah. man. He he did something over the weekend. I got everybody. I mean, like I, I can't believe he hasn't blocked me, but I also don't go after him. I simply just politically correct, be like, dude, I I, I don't understand what you know. But he's he I'll, is I'll, he blocked me really. He blocked he me is really who well. we thought he was. Yeah, yeah he blocks me. <laughs> I saw him in the space. I tried to call him out, but he, you know, it was too late. But anyway, as you said, uh, logic his way. That's why I'm bro. You gave yeah, some well, logic. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we don't do you. that around here. Did you just send logic to me, sir? Mm -hmm. No, but he you know, I actually told him, I said, uh, I said, man, your mouth has to taste like toenails now with your foot always in your mouth. And he just <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. That's, I figured if I'm going to get blocked, I might as well insult you or something a little bit. Just you might, you might, you might as well go for, go, go <laughs> for the gold, if you will. Yeah, put a little spice on there, you know. But yeah, so I, I feel like it's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. But it does feel like they help. They focus largely on trying to down, you know, turn tear down Xbox, uh, and I think it's because we help feed them. I think what we can do as a as a community is stop feeding into it, right? So stop going to these articles. I don't click on any of them. Not I, me either. I, I, I've stopped. Like I said, I have I have a, a subset of places like VGC and Windows that are. Uh, that I know that I can trust uh, and I will click on them and give them the business mm -hmm. and read through it and then send it, you know, forward it to a lot of people that I know that are on my shows and, uh, you know, fr friends in the community uh, to get conversations started. But for the most part, like I, I read the headline and I was like, you know, I normally don't like reading a headline and, and, and saying something, but they specifically, you know, put it out there for to generate content. And I'm like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not clicking on that. But. Yeah. I won't give them the satisfaction. Hell, I barely, uh, go to the you know the tweet <laughs> if anything i might say something insulting and leave you know and then of course you got the kutakos the guy i forgot his name right now uh but he blocked me as well um so they 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 bask in that so it's the thing i just don't give them that and i think more xbox fans should kind of you know go away from that don't feed into it 
and focus on the positives. I mean, what else can they do? The only people that's going to buy into it are, are our Hoove brothers. That's it. And we can turn away from that and ignore it and, and you know, focus on the positives and such. And we, you know, call them out when it's necessary, I suppose. Luke Plunkett, that's exactly his name. Yep. Uh, focus on the positives, I would say, and go to people who or articles or to journalists who are actually uh, journaling, if you will, <laughs> not those who are trying to, you know, stir up controversy. That's the best way I could put it. I love it. But listen, folks, that's topic one. We got 507 people here. I got to write, read a couple of super chats, which is, again, uh, we are on the hunt for 12K. Uh, we are a couple of hundred away. If you're new, you find the channel for the first time, you're enjoying the conversation, the confrontation, no confrontation here, the conversation, please consider subscribing. Uh, I do this five days a week, Monday through Friday, all different shows, all different panels, but more importantly, all great content. We don't console war. We don't hunt down. We don't bully. You come here. We have a conversation. We have fun with the topics that are, that I, that I, that I spend every day, like every day after a show. I'm I'm working on the next show, uh, and it's it's just it's just a part of the business. You put you you stream five days a week, and you want people to show up. You gotta put in the work, and I'm glad that to say that we have almost twelve thousand people that have uh, subscribed to the channel that feel what we're doing here is positive and is worth your time. So thank you for that. But I I want to get into why I asked Scolzi to be here today. Uh, obviously, uh, thanks to Colt Eastwood. Thanks to Jeff Grubb. Thanks to, of course, the dynamic duo known as Randall Thor 19. And, of course, Jez Corden of Windows Central. We have a lot to get into. Uh, obviously, like I said, uh, they launched their Patreon uh, at the end of last year. And, of course, I'm talking about the Xbox Two podcast. Um, and, uh, listen, I, I love those guys. I'm good friends with both of them. Uh, I, you know, I want to support them on their Patreon. Uh, and they have added a show called the Xbox Two Plus One. Uh, this is something that people had called for. Uh, it is a, I, I don't know if it's a two-hour show. I'm not sure. But I know that it is a show that is dedicated to Patreon members up front. And then a week later, if, you didn't, if you're not in the Patreon, you can get it. Well, some big bombs were dropped last night. And thanks to, again, Idle Sloth, who uh, hit me up with uh, a lot of the information. Uh, Hellblade 2 was mentioned, uh, and that is expected, according to Jeff Grubb, in holiday of 2023. Now, I've heard some things, folks, and again, take it with a grain of salt, and I'm not going to tell you who told me this, but I can tell you that from what has been explained to me personally, it is going to rival Sony Santa Monica's God of War. Uh, it is expected uh, from what, again, take it with a grain of salt. It is, this, the exact wording to me was that it is going to challenge in graphic and gameplay prowess God of War Ragnarok. Take that with a grain of salt, folks, but that is what has been told to me. My source is a good one. They're trusted, and like I said, behind the scenes, I know them personally, so I can take it to the bank, Okay. That is exactly what the Xbox platform needs. Good friend of the program, great friend of mine personally, and even greater friend to the community, Lord Cognito of the Iron Lords podcast has put out there to the ethers, 
the hashtag just won. And I believe that is what we're getting with Hellblade 2 from Ninja Theory. That was mentioned. But we got to rewind all of this madness and bring it back to the elephant in the room. And Scolzi, we got to talk Starfield. Look, Starfield is, without a doubt, the biggest game of 2023. It is the biggest game uh, to come from Bethesda in 25 years. It is the first new IP in over two decades. Uh, this, The company is not riding on this game. Uh, the game is going to be good. But we are going to continue to talk about it, and Microsoft is going to have to, at some point, address this monster-sized question mark in the Xbox community. When? Where? Uh, you know, is it showing up at the Super Bowl? It, or when, when are we getting the, the, the you know, the, the, the developer direct? Is, in fact, what they said last night on the Xbox 2 podcast, June? Is the quote-unquote quote insider who, who, who uh, detailed Hi-Fi Rush correct in saying that Starfield is, is in trouble, that they need more time and Microsoft doesn't want to give it to them? Try and break all of this craziness down for us, Colsey. Yeah, so there's something about that, that the supposed insider. For those that don't know, shortly before uh, Hi-Fi Rush was shadow dropped, somebody leaked it in, in a roundabout way. They didn't say it would be exactly what it would be, but they say something would be shadow dropped at the show. And they also gave us some more information uh, about Starfield, which is what you mentioned, that it's in, it's in the bad state. Uh, that Microsoft doesn't want to give them more time and so on and so forth. So I'll start with by saying there's something to this person, this this insider, whoever it is, knowing that a game was going to be shadow dropped because that in itself has to mean something in terms of their credibility, right? Because I don't think anyone could just, usually when someone pretends to be an insider or have inside information, they say something that most people can, can guess, right? So that way they can have a reasonable sh- amount of, percentage chance to be correct so they look like they know what they're talking about generally if someone comes out with something out of nowhere like a game's going to be shadow dropped they got a hint from somebody so i'll have to give them a little bit of credibility but there's a couple things that i want to point out with their statement that i think are major major red flags the first one being microsoft doesn't want to give them more time i don't believe that i don't believe that for a second that microsoft would not give bethesda however much time they need to make starfield now i'm saying if bethesda game studios asked for two more years microsoft might be like can we can we lessen that a little bit but but if if Bethesda wants to wait until the end of the year, I highly doubt Microsoft. You'd be like, no, absolutely not. And both Microsoft and Bethesda, Todd Howard, have said that Microsoft is allowing Bethesda to be their own studio, their own isolated thing. They're not going to micromanage what they're doing. They give them access uh, to assets, funding, uh, tools, software, Q&A, whatever they need. But they're not going to force them to do things if Bethesda doesn't want to do that thing. Now, like I just said, if we go another year without Starfield and they want to push it again, then maybe we'll start getting into that territory. But right now, that's a big red flag. I absolutely do not believe for a second Microsoft is telling Bethesda you can't delay the game until November if you you want to or whatever like that. Um, Now, I'm not saying the game's going to get pushed. That's just a red flag I wanted to point out. The second thing being that the game's in a bad state. I have an opinion about this. I, I don't think Starfield is overall in a bad state i think it's fine especially since they've taken extra time 
from the delay to polish the game and test it. Because as we remember, I think it was middle last year in 2022, it came out that Starfield was basically playable from the beginning until end. And then they're, they were polishing the game up and bug testing. So that was before the delay. So after the delay, they naturally have more time for these things, for Q&A, for fixing, for bug testers, for polishing. Now, the main point I want to bring in into this is, while I don't think Starfield is in a bad state overall, I do believe there are certain aspects of Starfield that are shaky, that could see more time, could, could see more polishing, or that might end up being cut and put into the game later as free DLC or whatever. Um, one point of reference I want to make with this is, uh, last year there was a leak um, on Reset Era, I believe, where a supposed ex-Bethesda Game Studios developer said a whole bunch of stuff about Starfield. They said uh, the game was in a bad state, the, the ship mechanics were horrible, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But basically what they were trying to say is the game was in a bad state. Jason Schreier, I guess, came out and said this person was legit, but regardless of that fact, this person wasn't at Bethesda for a number of years because they had their own indie studio that they were working on and advertising for, which means that even though they were at Bethesda, they weren't at Bethesda for a number of years. So they probably left Bethesda around 2019 or 2018. So their opinion on that is set to before they left Bethesda. So there's a number of years that have went by since they, they stopped working there. So a lot of stuff could be changed. But my main, my main point is I think this person that leaked the uh, the um, high the hi-fi rush uh, before it shadow dropped, I think they're just picking up on some information that certain aspects of Starfield aren't the best, but not overall. I think everyone hears something about Starfield having some type of problem with, with X or Y, with the flight mechanics, with whatever, and then they do with all the gaming journalist sites do, not all of them, excuse me, some of them do right now, which is they see something negative and they blow it up, right? So, oh no, some of the space flight mechanics in Starfield aren't the best. That means Starfield is in a bad state. They, they take the jump from problem to just everything sucks, and I think that's a bad way to do it because it spreads so much misinformation out there that now everybody who knows about Starfield and has invested in it is saying that Starfield might be in a bad state because of that. So first of all, people need to watch what they say because anytime you say something on the internet, it's going to be blown up. 10 times out of proportion. I've learned this myself. <laughs> so that goes for almost anything like that. So they got to they gotta keep that in mind, but they probably don't care. You know, they want whatever they're saying to, to spread out there and go viral. But no, I don't think Starfield is in a bad state. There's certain aspects of it that probably could be polished. Uh, but as Bethesda Game Studios has always done, stuff that they don't feel comfortable with putting in the game, they cut it. They cut it from the game before release, and it either gets released later in an expansion or a free DLC, or it never gets released, and someone mods it into the game as a cut content, cutting room floor mod. Uh, so yeah, to summarize everything I said, I don't think Starfield's in a bad state. There's probably some things about it that could be better that people are blowing up. And as far as <laughs> the release date, you know, that's a whole nother topic. We really don't know. Um, I still believe it could come out in March. But judging by uh, Hi-Fi Rush's shadow drop, Starfield could release in June too, you know, with, without an issue and probably still be just as successful. Um, so really we're back in the waters again to where we got to wait for actual information from Bethesda. We have the showcase coming in less than 30 days, the Starfield specific showcase and probably a number of other shows leading till E3. So we'll be out of the darkness soon. Uh, but my advice is don't listen to all this hate crap going on. Don't listen to Starfield being in a bad state. Because it's almost always anything you hear like that is, is gone down the grapevine of 
wanting to go viral, wanting to pick up on that hate yep. bandwagon, and it's just blown up out of proportion. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame. But like I said, it it it, it is in the courts, or the ball is in the courts of Microsoft, specifically Bethesda, to get ahead of some of this. They need to, again, I, I, I love Microsoft as a brand. I, I'm a huge fan of Bethesda. But this is something that they could not allow to fester. You need to get ahead of this. You need to give us the date. Uh, at least let us know when this um, you know, developer direct is coming. Uh, I don't necessarily know, and again, I, I'm not a finance guys, folks. I, 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 you know, uh, get, you know, guys and gals. I, I don't have a degree that says, "Hey, boom is is the guy you should go to for financial advice on how to spend Microsoft's money." Uh, I have said this before. I will say it again, and I will be disappointed if they do not show up at the Super Bowl. I think that if you are trying to reach, because you know, I, I go based on what Phil Spencer says. Now, he said in many, many interviews that they feel internally that they have gotten to as many gamers as they can on console, right? That he said that. I didn't say that. That's his words. So what you need to do is bring more people into the ecosystem to buy said console. And you need a game that is going to inspire interest in Star Trek and star wars and uh you know being your own you know uh you know uh, rebel pilot or being your own mando you know what i'm saying and that is a lot of the things that come out of a bethesda game specifically starfield if you're trying to get the normies or the casual audience to come to your box so you can get more subscribers to your said service which is the base of what xbox is you need to show up at places like the Game Awards, uh, and not with the commercial. But you need to even more so show up at, uh, at the Super Bowl, which, again, as we know, it asked the average person why they watched the Super Bowl. It's for the commercials, folks. Yep. It is not for the actual game. It is for the outrageous, high-budgeted, big-money-spent things. And all you have to do is put one commercial and rerun it. Show a, a I don't know a twenty second or thirty second trailer of Starfield gameplay and say learn more on March twenty third, twenty three when we have our developer direct and end it. And then what happens is that gets taken from there, finds its way onto YouTube, and it gets eight million views. So everyone that saw is that a star? Is that the next Star Wars? Is is is, is that? The next Star Trek? What 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 are we going over? I'm gonna go to YouTube. What is the Starfield stuff? And they type it in, and they go, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can I can get what what is this Game Pass stuff? Uh, uh, console? I haven't bought a console in years. Well, I don't need a console. What are you talking about? That's how you do it, folks. I'm sorry. And again, I'm not a marketing manager, even though I should be. I I've been, I've been saying Microsoft should hide me for years. They're just not listening. But it's fine. I'm not insulted. I'm old, so. I don't fall into the demographic of let's hire that old bastard, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Retri, let's let's get your opinion on this, brother. This is 
this is a big one. This is the big one of the show. Um, obviously, we're going to come back around. We're going to get into Hellblade. We're going to get into some things that Jeff Grubb said. We're going to, you know, we're, we're talking Starfield now because it again, it's 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 the gorilla or the elephant in the room. It has to be addressed at some point. What what, what are your thoughts? I mean, because you know, we heard March, and I'm still like like Pong Soul. <laughs> it's it's we're, we're holding on to that flag three twenty three twenty three. It it's looking more and more like it's going to be June, and it could be because they want to give the team some more time to do whatever they need to do to take out what they have to take out and and fix what needs to be fixed, and that's fine if it's June. Uh, we're hearing some stuff about Diablo not being in a great shape, but that's also came from the same dude that said Starfield is in the great shape. So June could be packed, um, or you know maybe 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 Diablo was moved to August, maybe it's moved to September. Who knows? Thoughts on this, brother? Do you expect it now in June more than you do in March, like we were all uh, thinking? Yeah, before this, though, as I said on the other podcasts and in my own <clears throat> content, I think I think it's June, and and I don't base that off of what these guys are saying. I definitely don't base it. I agree with Skullzy. I don't think I don't think the game is in trouble. I don't think it's in a bad state. I think it's still being polished. And I still would have thought it was just being polished if it was just coming out for June anyways. So I don't know if I believe the Diablo thing either being delayed because it's coming from if it's coming from the same source, then I'm I'm not so sure. I mean, obviously, there's some validity to what he is saying, because if he did, if he is the same guy who who predicted the high uh, high fi rush shadow drop, then there's obviously something there. But as I was saying earlier in this podcast, people love on the internet to go to absolute extremes, which I think is what Skullzy was kind of uh, pointing to, is that you you take something that is completely normal in development and video games where you're just polishing something or you hit bumps in the road, as Umbra was saying. A bump doesn't mean a disaster for any video game. Every single video game runs into bumps. I've made a crappy iOS game and I ran to bumps because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Like it, that's just it just happens in development. It's ridiculous to think a game that is has taken this long isn't gonna run into a ton of bumps. They probably did have issues with with the flying mechanics. And honestly, that was the one thing I was in particularly worried about when it came to the game itself. Was were the flying mechanics gonna be good? Is it gonna feel like a game? like chorus for instance that absolutely in my opinion is probably some of the best flying mechanics i've ever seen in any game um so hopefully they can duplicate uh some of their success in that front but yeah i think this is just someone taking uh a piece piece of it and putting it to the extreme i don't think starfield's in trouble i do think starfield's in june but I'm basing that off of marketing i think it needs some time to breathe and i think it needs marketing for the casual audience because we all we're all going to know about it the second any news drops we will all know but you need like i was saying earlier the 80, other 85% uh, of of your potential um i almost called them clients <laughs> your potential subscribers or uh <clears throat> people that you want to get into the ecosystem you need to tell them you know that this game exists now the super bowl thing i would love to see it happen but I don't see it happening because Does the dollars make sense. I I believe they do actually. Uh, but I hate to. I'm going to dig on their marketing. I, I just I still 
I am seeing better marketing for Microsoft this year. I am yes. seeing it. We're seeing it. But it's not I still at don't maximum trust them. level. That yes. doesn't mean they, they have more years of bad marketing than they do good. I do think they are turning the ship. I think they're starting to pick up on uh, listening to podcasts like this one and starting to actually listening to what the heck we're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see them doing it during the Super Bowl. I, I, I 100% think it makes sense. I just... And that's part of the reason I think they won't do it because a lot of times when in my head, you know, you're laughing. When I say Microsoft, the famous words, Microsoft should do X, Y, Z. They usually don't. They usually don't do X, Y, Z. They yeah. usually do the exact opposite or nothing. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think I'm honestly, I'm not worried about Starfield uh, at all. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And if they need more time for polish. I'm okay with it. I'm, I do think it's coming out in June. I'm even okay with it getting pushed out of June. I know, I know that is a hot topic. I know it, it, it then makes Xbox look like a bunch of liars. Whatever. They set themselves up for that. If it gets pushed out of June, that's on Xbox. Bad marketing. They should have never done the 12-month you know, marketing blitz that they were going to do. You're going to see these games in you know, this period of time. So I'm okay with all of that. I basically agree with everything Skullsy said. So uh, I, I could have kept it a lot shorter and just said that. <laughs> no, no, no. We, 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 we listen. Yeah. That's why people come. This is this is a conversational podcast. We got we're closing on six hundred people here. Uh, Hit that and, like button, uh, people. That is, yeah, it, that's it, too it, low. My numbers showing one hundred fifty six. That's too low for six hundred people. Come on. I would appreciate the the likes. Definitely, that would be definitely cool. Uh, listen, I, I do want to bring in uh, Daniel McGee, but before I do, I got to catch up on Super Chats. Uh, uh, Drawing TJ drops several more. Uh, the next two are $2 each. He said, boom, I shared a news article breaking for Halo. Uh, it's in your DM, uh, and I, I definitely checked that, and I, I will read it, brother. Thank you so much for that. He drops an additional $10 Super Chat and says, Clobrio said that certain affinity is making Tatanka, the Halo bat Battle Royale, uh, is Unreal Engine, and they are exploring the idea of future Halos might be in Unreal Engine Five. Yes, I, I, I look good. It's it's about time. <laughs> Agree. The, the slip space <laughs> engine. I, I hope I lose is, subscribers over saying it's that. It's just don't care. not. Good. It's just not it. They they need they need to go to Unreal Engine Five. It's again, all I can say about the Halo brand is they are resetting at three four three. Uh, that's the shocking. Uh, it, it, it's is it concerning? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, it can't get any worse than it is, right? It can only get better. Um, uh, new management is coming to play. Uh, everybody uh, that need to be that needed to be gone is gone, and now we just got to give them a couple of years to figure it out. Hopefully, the battle royale game brings Halo back, and people are really digging it. And uh, you know, you, you really can't bet against certain affinity. You, you, you just can't. Max Hoberman and that team or they're all halo guys and gals right that's what they do let's just wait and see what happens with that um chris lee um x drops a very generous two dollar super chat and he says redfall pre-order is live on steam and it lists at 70 bucks and there is according to chris lee a hundred dollar bite back edition i don't know what that that brings maybe it's dlc future dlc Maybe it's a season pass. I, I don't know. I, I will. Uh, I hopefully I'm going to play it on Game Pass. Obviously, hopefully they allow you to buy the extra content for like the 30 bucks like they did with Hi-Fi Rush. Like Hi-Fi Rush, you could play. But if you want the deluxe edition content, 
Uh, it's eight ninety nine on Game Pass, which I bought. It gave it gave you two uh, twenty thousand credits and a bunch of uh, um, uh, outfits, which was kind of dope. I changed my character and I love it. Um, uh, Don Otaku, now who's not only a new channel member, Don, thank you for that, brother. He drops a two dollars of chat and says, "For real journalism, uh, for real journalism, there are the Lords of Gaming.net. Yes, I'm, my apologies for not mentioning my brothers there. Lords of Gaming.net is another one I go to. Their their writers are just incredible. Uh, yeah. And they are legit. That's like a legit website run by the Iron Lords themselves. Highlander 001 drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, Afternoon boom and panel. Embrace a group's just sold Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider IP, to Amazon for $600 million. How much did Square Enix sell them? They doubled back their money. They bought yep. everything for $300 million, mm-hmm. and they got $600 exactly million. what we said they was going to happen. doubled up. And <laughs> folks, uh, again. Embracer. This is this is my hope. This is my love. This is my prayer to the gaming gods. If you're listening, when the ABK deal is done, I have a strong feeling because Embracer is in a bit of trouble. They might have overinvested, and they're they're not in where they want to be, uh, especially when it comes to their investment board. Uh, they took a lot of losses on Saints Row and a few things that they came out that didn't hit. What I'm hoping for is that we get a story after ABK is done uh, that they have sold Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal to Microsoft for X amount of dollars. Uh, Those two studios will bring the well-needed knowledge on how to take up a particular franchise and do a story-driven third-person adult-themed over-the-shoulder game that has made Sony as popular as it is. Uh, I, I said this before. I will say it again right now. When those two studios went over to Embracer, it broke my heart because all you have to do is play Guardians of the Galaxy and all you have to do is play Rise of the Tomb Raider from both those studios and that is the pinnacle of what they have done over the course of their careers. Uh, and uh, it would have been pretty freaking cool to have Laura Croft as first party I just well, now they're Amazons and Amazon, you know, they have their own studio of games. They're going to, you know, they have their Luna's out there. Luna's a thing. I don't know if there's going to be a, uh, I don't think it's going to be an exclusive uh, to be honest with you uh, because they won't make any money on, on that. But, you know, I, you I would say, do? I would say, I see some like uh doubt with Amazon. I think Amazon actually will be a good home for it because like, if you all have seen the last, excuse me, the uh, Lord of the Rings, Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think they're gonna do great with it. I, I, I agree. The Lord of Rings is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah that's, Aren't that's they also stuff. doing God of War, by the way? They are doing God of War. I'm pretty sure of it also. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're gonna do a good job. But man, I feel salty because I did want Tomb Raider to come home to Xbox. That would have mm-hmm. been dope. That'd have been a great heroine for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, it would have been great for the brand to have a strong female led character uh with the prowess of Laura Croft with the with the history, the decade history. Or decades of of Laura Croft, but you know that didn't happen. But uh, we uh, we Robo twenty twenty four, who's been a channel member for two months, thank you, or three months, thank you for that. Says I just want the games when they are ready and bug free, like Hi Fi Rush. Indeed, mm. Grandmaster Clown X three, who's been a channel member for twenty two months, 
says, love the show. Salute to you, great ones. Thank you so much for the compliment, brother. Uh, the Black Harry Potter, my man. He drops <laughs> a very generous five. And says, respectful correction, Mr. Boom. <laughs> I love this. Hogwarts Legacy will be the biggest <laughs> game of 2023. Uh, eight days away for uh, for us deluxe edition buyers. I have that one pre-ordered, and I will be playing early. And um, I don't know what house I'm going to go to. I'm not definitely not doing Slytherin. I don't like the bad guy thing. So I'm Slytherin. I'm, I'm doing. I did it. that yeah, test. That's where I'm going. I can't. I, I can't. did the test. Even, yeah, I did the test. test. Oh, do you're evil online. Games, yeah, yeah. I can't be the bad guy. I'm Boom's sorry. the Hufflepuff. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm Hufflepuff probably gonna go. sounds soft though. Like I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, Are you? Yeah, exactly. Him up. I don't know. I'm probably gonna go with uh, the you know with Harry Potter and his crew and join. Yeah, yeah, Gif- okay, yeah. That's what I'm gonna go. Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor sounds strong at least. Gr- Gryffindor yeah. is it's 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 it's. Listen, I'm gonna. I I have a feeling people like the Black Harry Potter are gonna play through the game uh, multiple times because they're gonna want to get the experience of all of the different houses. But that, I'm looking forward to that. Drawn TJ drops an additional two dollars of gems. Would you like Halo in the Unreal Engine Five? Yes, I absolutely will. One hundred percent. Yeah, Scalzi has said it. That is the that is the engine to go to uh we also have un uh you know i got soul drops a very generous five dollars super chances marketing is poo uh just look at sony's commercial for that controller uh yeah, look at that commercial they did for horizon yeah. and spider-man yeah. i mean you uh, hello marketing 101 that freaking rocks and they're marketing a game that we're again not to throw salt on Microsoft, we're not here to bash him, but you, you got to tip your cap to Retreat putting it out there. Sony is doing marketing for Spider-Man 2 in January when the freaking game isn't coming out to potentially September, October, and November. That's all you have to say. Yep. I mean, you know, do you remember the marketing for Titanfall for Xbox? How dope. That was that the, the mech was knocking on the window and he opened up and the guy jumped in from the office. How fr- that's what we need with marketing. Spend right. the money, folks. Mm-hmm. You have development dollars put aside for marketing. You hired some high profile dudes and and, and, and dudettes. Yeah. Spend the money. You know, let, let's go. Let's, I think let's that, get. I, I think that's part of the problem, isn't it? Boom. Like, yeah. because of this Game Pass thing, like Game Pass, we can all acknowledge is great. I think it it's is the phenomenal. Yeah, single 100%. greatest thing that's happened for gaming, just because of how it can save you money and everything else and introduce you to games. But the second problem it introduces is Microsoft now is relying on that is to say, well, that's our marketing there. That's what it yeah, feels like to me. Relying on us, I hate yeah. to say this. Word of mouth they, and game. They, pass, they like the grassroots and they like us out here talking and selling their brand. And I don't mind, folks. I don't get a a it's dollar until my Xbox. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I wish I would because I'd say it three more it. times. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate that they listen to our shows mm-hmm. and I appreciate that they take feedback from our shows. But you're a trillion dollar company and I don't think that you need me, retired New York City police officer who has no uh, no I- ideology when it comes to marketing, have better uh, you know input. Uh, and a lot of people on the panel have better input than the people you're paying six figures for. I'm I'm sorry, you you, you know hashtag be better. You know I, if that's all. If I'm going to have a complaint, that's that's my complaint. But Daniel McGee, let's let, let's talk about Starfield. Uh, this is again 
not to challenge the black Harry Potter because Hogwarts is going to be big. <laughs> but this is, yeah. you know, I mean, it's Starfield. It's an exclusive. Um, do you think that this game comes out before June based on what we're hearing? I mean, again, you know, uh, I, when when Randall Thor, when Jeff Grubb, when Jez Corden, when they get out there, when Colt Eastwood get out there and they put this out there for, the, you know, for everyone to digest, I, I got to believe what I'm hearing because I do respect the work that they do uh, in, you know, in gaming. Uh, do you expect this game in June? No, I I think I'm pretty, pretty firmly a second halfer at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, That's wrong. It, you know, it's, it, and I don't think that that's a problem, like at all. <laughs> it's, it's a sort of situation where the more I think about it, it's like, well, we've got like eight first party games coming out this year. Like yeah. you can spread them out a little bit. It, it, I'll be fine. Are you going to catch some flag for it? Yeah. There's going to be some people online who would be like, oh, they said it was in the first six months and it was in the first six months. And then in August or whatever, when it comes out, you'll never hear that again. So who cares, right? right? Like, yep. just put the 100%. game out whenever you want to put it out, whenever yep. it's ready, whenever it makes sense for, for the calendar, you know, with other releases. Historically, barely anything ever comes out in August. So why not go ahead and do it? You know what I mean? Plus, it's my birthday. So, you know, give, <laughs> I, I think it's per, I think it's perfect. Nice. Uh, you know, if we're looking for specific dates, I mean, it's that it's that situation where it's like, I mean, we talk about the marketing with Xbox uh, all the time. And I think that they're pretty, pretty well turned around on that at this point. Every single time I turn on YouTube constantly and uh, every single time I have for the last week or two weeks, I'm seeing an ad for Game Pass. I'm seeing an ad for my, uh, for Minecraft Legends, I'm seeing an ad for Redfall, um, and I know I know I'm going to catch flack for this from the panel. Uh, I think honestly, you're going to hit more people with that who are interested in video games from doing targeted ads on places like YouTube, on Twitch, on things like that. You're going to hit more people who are actually going to go out and buy the game than you would with a Super Bowl ad, which is why they're not going to do one. <laughs> you're not going to get a Super Bowl ad for Starfield. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. It's just it's not going to happen. You they know, we look at historically the the games that have gotten super bowl ads and it's not many and it's because the the demographic isn't there you know the yes a ton of people watch the super bowl it's true and a lot of those people probably also would be interested in gaming but you can get those people other places where you don't also have to market to my dad whose interest in the games industry is an occasional are you winning son you know what i mean so like <laughs> there's a yes there's a lot of people there but there's a lot of people there who are going to be like what is this or how do i hook the controller to my toaster you know like it's not going to help them like you, you can show them the game a hundred times then it's not going to matter right i can't tell you how many times i've shown games uh, to my mom and she still thinks everything's made by nintendo so it's yeah like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, go where, play your nintendo game alone <laughs> i mean like what are we, like you know it's, it's not gonna help it's not gonna help so just put you know i think it's fine you know we all we all sit here and we've got our you know our armchair CEO thing going on and you know I do it too I, you know I'm not pointing fingers I I am exactly as guilty as this as everybody else that exists um, but the fact of the matter is you know they've hired some people who who they know what they're doing and I mean Hi-Fi Rush came out they didn't even talk about that thing and it's doing better than <laughs> the only PlayStation exclusive that's launched this year and by like pretty wide margins and they didn't even talk about that game before it launched so. I don't know. I think that they're probably going to make it work. Um, the situation with people talking about, you know, the roadblock and whatever, and, oh, Starfield's in trouble. This is just the exact same thing I was talking about earlier with all this catastrophizing. It's just people who, you know, they 
they don't understand the industry. And, you know, I mean, I don't really either. I've never worked in it for any extended period of time. So who's to say, but it's all these people who are paying more attention to the games industry from the outside looking in than they've ever seen it from the inside. So they hear these little things and they jump to these conclusions because that's a, what gets clicks and B what a lot of people want to do is, you know, it's this, it's the same exact thing as when you're like, I've had this cold for a while. I bet it's cancer, right? You go on WebMD and you're <laughs> like, I bet I'm dying, right? Because that's what the internet tells you. And so you hear, oh, the, the flight in Starfield is not as good as it should be. Or like, oh, the frame rate's not as good. And you're like, the game's dead. It'll be delayed until 2025. And it's like, no, it won't. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. Like, even if this game comes out and it has bugs and it runs at a low frame rate or whatever, it runs at 30 and it's at like, you know, sub 4K, it's still going to do perfectly fine. That's the reality of the situation, right? And if you don't believe me, just wait until Nintendo puts out Tears of the Kingdom because that thing is going to run at like 1080 at 15 frames a second and it's probably going to be game of the year. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hi-Fi Rush, which runs at like, I mean, I guess it's a slower frame rate because it's like an anime style, but like runs perfectly fine, has seemingly zero bugs and everyone's talking about it will probably get snubbed like we're like we're gonna so get true. into a situation where if it, we're lucky it'll get nominated for best soundtrack and then we'll never hear about it ever again at the game awards and that's just the reality of the situation it, it doesn't matter how well a game is received or how well it performs the only thing that matters is how popular it is uh so i don't know it's just it's a lot of just people hearing about very minor things and blowing it up to, to major proportions. They're making, you know, it's, it's mountains out of molehills. That's, that's all it ever is. And uh, you know, it's going to continue to happen forever, but I, I'm hoping that, it, you know, if we at least shine a light on these situations, then we can teach more and more people that like, Hey, most of the stuff that you read online is going to be blown out of proportion because that's how they get you to click on it, right? Yeah, so. no, it's true. It's it's it, and and you make a lot of sense. I, <laughs> I, 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 my 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 heart is broken that you that you believe, and a lot of people. I'm not the you're not the only one that believes that there's no way <laughs> that they're showing up to the Super Bowl. There's just I, I just absolutely no way. It so. makes too yeah. much sense. I would absolutely not to be right to be right, yeah. but I would love to see some development dollars get thrown at something that they're unsure of. And mm -hmm. you are going to get a lot of eyes on that. You, you, you just really are. And I'm only going based on what Phil has said in the past. They feel that they need to expand their reach outside of console. Uh, and sure. the way that you can do that is to appeal to, a, and again, I, I uh, shout, shout out to someone in the chat that says, you know, most gamers don't like sports, and, and that's true. But I, I you know, I, I, I'm a sports guy. I'm not a diehard sports guy, <laughs> but I, I like I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have since the '70s, uh, since I was sitting on my dad's knee I'm watching the game. Fan, so. You know, <laughs> I mean, go. you know, yeah, but but I, I, I just think that there is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, maybe next year they'll be better. But uh, but uh, listen, the at Bears the end of the day, be it's, <laughs> they, they. Wait a minute, boom! You you said the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you're in New York, though. You got I, two teams. What's you know, going on? I mean, funny story about my pop. When we were when I was a kid, I was about six years old. Grandma had the big Sears book. Remember, it used to be about this thick. Oh right? yeah, I remember and that. She, and she would look through. And she'd give you the book. And it'd be heavier than you were. And she'd say, pick your toy, right? And my dad came over. Is at my grandmother's house. And they had, back in the days, they had, like, these football outfits. You used to get the plastic helmet and the and the, the fake shoulder pads. And and he, he he said, you know, which which of the teams do you want? And I said, I want Terry Bradshaw. I want 
number 12, Pittsburgh Steelers. And he goes, I, I don't understand. You, you don't want, uh, you know, uh, the Jets. Uh, he, you know, I can even take you, you know, the Giants, but you don't want the because the Jets was my dad's team. And I was like, no, I, I, I want, I want Pittsburgh Steelers, and he got it for me. And I was running around as a little Terry Bradshaw all those years, <laughs> uh, and he always used to say to his friends, he goes, I don't understand it. And my simple answer was, I was born in New York, but my soul came from the Steel Town, from Pittsburgh, mm. and I've been a fan ever since mm. I was about six years old. And yes, they they've done some great things, but they've done some terrible things. But you know what are you gonna do? Great anyway, father. I can tell you right now, my kid would have been forced to put on the Bears jersey. He like, nah, he he, he attempted to force <laughs> the envelope, but I I was a, I, at six years old. I was like, I don't want the Jets. I don't oh, like, like that. I like the, the, the black household. The black you don't gold. want it. You ain't getting anything. Then I'm like, yeah. oh, you just gonna be walking around with a white shirt on. <laughs> I wish my kid would be like, can I get the the, the Green Bay? I'm like, get out of my house. You're out. We could just, if you came yeah. home and you see him wearing a cheese head, that's it. You're you're disowned. Get out. Like, who is this monster in my house? Get out. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Listen, um, I want to bring in Mav into the conversation, and then we're gonna bring this back around. Uh again, we had almost 600 people here. We're not uh well past 550 people. Please hit the like button. Let's get those likes up. At least, at least. Let's get the 300 if you're enjoying it. Trust me, every time you press the like button, I won't send you a bill in the mail. It's not going to cost you a quarter. Uh, it's not going to cost you uh, you know, a, a piece of your soul. But if you like the content, hit the like button because it helps more than you know. Mav, where where do you, because you and Pong have been like brothers, going back and forth in the DMs and literally throwing haymakers at each other. Where do you fall on the star field? <laughs> is it March or is it June? I'm okay with either one. I don't I don't buy into the later argument yet because there's been nothing out there to point in that direction, mm -hmm. right? Um everything we've seen uh coming from Xbox and Bethesda has made it seem like this is probably on track because it was reaffirmed with the Bethesda website uh with yeah. the language first half of 2023 like mm -hmm. less less than a month ago. You know what I mean? So if they were that concerned about it, they would have probably just put 2023 on there when they answering that FAQ question, not reaffirming that. Yeah. Um, then also the news of the deep dives in the works and all this kind of stuff. I would I would think that when they delayed it originally, they would have had a target time at least, or maybe even picked a date that Todd wanted to go with because because of that marketing, right? This is different than something where you just gotta like put out some random stuff every once in a while. I'm I'm thinking they are going bigger with the marketing on this, with maybe some sponsored deals here and there for third party companies. You know things that we've seen the Xbox do in the past. Custom console, maybe. Um, who knows, right? Stereo, some Starfield so, O's. I, I would think you would have an idea <laughs> at least. So that back in the when we first started picking March, that was a big reason why is because we know Todd's mo about. He likes dates, right? He likes fun dates. And then also um, that was four months later, right? So that's like a whole third of a year extra time to give to a game that was already in polishing phase at the time, right? So for me, it always never seemed like this game was in trouble. It just seemed like they just were already giving it that extra time that it needed, right? That they wanted to polish it up, right? Um, and if people think, well, that's 
crazy. Why would they do that in a year where they had no games, right? They had a game, game pretty much damn near finished in their back pocket, hi-fi rush that is completely polished that yeah. they didn't market at all in 2022. Right. And they could have they could have to offset some of the distractions, but they were so confident in their pipeline this year, right? That they were like, you know what? 2022 is a we just got to take the L, but we're going to roll with this with 2023 and it, it, everything will be behind us. And I, I really strongly feel like if they had at the time already had that date in mind of when they're launching with, there's no way if it was up in the air, they would have led with that 12 month show after a year, like they knew they were having with 2022, right? They wouldn't put set themselves up for that failure in 2023. Now we may get that with Forza, which it seems like there's actually smoke to that fire, right? That yeah. Forza is going to be pushed back out of that. However, if you do that with two of the big three games that you had at that showcase saying 12 months, it makes that whole 12 month show just look even more ridiculous of the idea of doing that in the first place. Yep. So, um, mm-hmm. If there was any smoke out there about, you know, Starfield is, is really in bad shape. And the, I know that there's like that one leak or whatever your rumor and not a leak, I read one rumor from the one person, you know what I mean? That's the only thing that's been out there at all. In fact, what we've seen even in contrast to that is way more of the opposite people playing this game from start to finish, uh, exceeding their expectations all of these other things, right? Uh, if we expect Starfield to release without bugs, I will say you might as well wait three more years for this game, right? <laughs> exactly. Because right. <laughs> this game is not going to release bug-free. No it's way. not going to release ultimately like the most pristine thing ever. Bethesda just does not have that in them. They use the creation engine. This is much more ambitious. This is a another animal when it comes into games there will be bugs right but they will be those fun hopefully lovable bugs that we're used to with the elder scrolls uh like skyrim and and things like that at launch um but hopefully not the game breaking crashing save lossing type of bugs right now if there's major critical issues then i say yeah move it back but if not then I feel like they're confident enough to go ahead and release it within the slated time span that they had said. Uh, And I have seen nothing out there at all to move me off of that. So at that point, then it's like, when does that fall? Right? Yeah. June makes sense. I agree. June makes sense, especially if Forza doesn't make June. Right? Uh, April would make sense as well. You got Minecraft Legends in April. So it's not like those are going to really impact each other too much, right? May, I would go ahead and stay away from, unless it's like late May or whatever, because, you know, early May, we're getting Redfall. Uh, So that leads to March, right? And what would have been the best way to kick off the new era of Xbox than to lead this new uh, time with the biggest smash hit of the new face of xbox with starfield right and i feel like this game is very important for them uh so they if that's where the march thing comes from right and i've just been with pong with with steel rain with uh boom and many others right i think we've been more ultra confident in them staying on track with the first half right we just haven't seen anything to contrast to that because all the information 
that Xbox had about the release schedule of all these third-party games, about their own games, all that other stuff, they already knew that when they announced the 12-month timeline at E3. So if they were worried about getting in their own way of too many games, why would they have announced that 12-month timeline at E3 last year? Because nothing has changed, right? Nothing has changed with that. Uh, there's only been games come out like they're supposed to at this point, and maybe even some other games get delayed out of that window. So uh, I feel like everything's on track, man. And uh, March would work, March 23, 23. That would be a fun one. April could work. June, it'll work. I don't see it coming out after that. Uh, Jeff Grubb kind of uh, said he was confident in that. I like hearing Skolzy say the word March as well. It makes me think I'm. <laughs> we're a little less crazy. You're on the winning right? team. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Skolzy. The winning team. That's what makes me nervous. I'm like, I don't know. March or, or June. You know, I, I, if I was to pick two dates right now, I would say Mar- March or June. And I, and to the contrast on the marketing aspect, I feel like with a game like Starfield. Right, that the name is already out there to a lot of people, right? And it's not—I understand the casuals and stuff, but you can have a major marketing swing in like a six-week time span. You don't—you don't need like four months to do that. You can do six weeks to two months. Uh, if you did something like a Super Bowl commercial, you have the deep dive. It's already going to be everywhere talking about it. Everybody's going to be talking about it on Twitter. Everybody's going to be talking about it in games media. All the gaming websites are going to be talking about it. It's going to get out there to the public. You're going to see commercials on TV. You're going to see commercials on YouTube. You're going to see uh, all this stuff all over the place for six weeks to eight weeks probably still. That's still a lot of, of marketing to do, and especially if you hit the right notes and the game looks good, right? So uh, that's the most important thing. And uh, this the notion of needing four months to market a game like this, Starfield's been marketed for years already, right? So I think we're going to To maybe who, though? Ho- to, that's, to everybody. That's my point. To, to, no, to, not to really. Yeah. I will stay to hardcore. I not stay to casuals at all. I mean, it's been Absolutely. at E3. It's been at E3 uh, with its reveals. It's been at the big showcases. You know, I, I feel like six to eight weeks is enough time to really push a game like this out there. Like four months is a really long time. I, I and I, right? I have to I have to agree with Mav on this one. I I, I know, think that you know who 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 are you trying to market this game to? Well, you're going to try and market it to Xbox players, but you're also going to try and market it to switch players and playstation players which are out there in abundance yes yes i believe that they should market it to uh the normies the casual audience 100 percent. but the casual audience learns about games of this ilk through their friends that are diehard gamers at the water cooler at the office holy cow i'm playing this game and start wow starfield my god i can't stop addicted and they're like, Starfield, yeah. what is that? Oh, it's like, what is it like? Oh, well, it's kind of like this. And they go out and they look at it and they come over to their friend's house and they're like, holy shit, this is something else. I got to go get an Xbox. Yeah, there's several big games, too, that get release dates like a couple, two months before release, right? Like, it's not unheard of. And I do, Todd Zemo, when he does the big deep dive, he likes as little time span between that and yes. release as possible. Yeah. So, and the deep dive's in the works. They would not have already announced that the deep dive was happening soon uh, or is in the works if it wasn't going to be happening relatively within the next month or two, I, I don't believe. So uh, once we see that deep dive, I believe we'll get the release date. And then at that point, March, April, May, June, whatever. Uh, but I will still have... I'm not moving off the March stone yet just because that's the what I want the most, right? Yeah, me too. 
And yeah. uh, if that doesn't happen, so be it. You know, April, May, June is, is great. If they don't hit that, then we still have to talk about Xbox's marketing issues because the 12-month thing was even that much stupider. Yeah. Right? Because dude. nothing's changed with the information, right? So it, it, it is what it is. But, uh, dude, most hyped game I've been for years and years and years. Um, and I can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, whether it hits March, April, May, or June. Um, yeah. Can't wait. I love it. Uh, Umbra, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Where does Starfield hit? Uh, is 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 an, uh, a reveal and a prior to, um, you know, I, like I say, I, I don't know if if we get this, you know, the, the the developer deep dive in March, and then you know it's coming out in June because you know you know I put it to this way, and I'm going to say this right now. Whenever Starfield is going to release, whether that's March, whether that's June, or somewhere in the middle, the one thing that I'm I'm unbelievably positive. And will give them the righteous smoke coming down from the heavens onto the, 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 the campus of Bethesda. Is that at this deep dive, it is going to be looked upon as the biggest epic fail in the history of gaming as we know it. If you do not give us the release date for this game. If you are having a dedicated show to showcase what this game is, you must show up in your tux or for Todd Howard, his best leather, and give us the release date for this game. If if if, if this, this event happens in March, or it happens next month, like a lot of us think, you have to tell us the release date. P- again, you, you can't keep ducking what people want to know. Now, yeah. if you tell us June, let it be June, but you got to let us know. What are your thoughts on this, Umbra? I agree with you on that. They can't keep playing fast and loose, I suppose, on the date. I think that if they're going to have a showcase, though, like it'll be late February, if not March, that'll be the showcase. And what if they did this, you guys? Let's let's see. What if they had that and they said, uh, coming up in the next two weeks or the next month, um, there'll be there will be a a star uh, Starfield um, beta that they'll allow us to play. But That's the game, pretty dope. I like it. But the game will be delayed until September or November. What would you? I don't like it. I don't. I don't see a beta ever <laughs> for something like this. Yeah. A beta for a single player be RPG different. to yeah. be like weird. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. This is so weird. I, I will say it. this point real quick <laughs> that uh, Bethesda Latin America did say we would get the release date at the Starfield show. So. That's they, true. They, yeah. they, did say they did say that. So according to Bethesda Latin America, for some reason they they specifically say stuff sometimes no one else does. Mm. We will get the release date. And you're zooming in on my beard right there. there <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I was trying to respond and accidentally hit the button. So yeah, the nice beard, brother. Good 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 job on that. <laughs> Uh, was, the, the zoom in was to emphasize what you said, but yeah, <laughs> just floating that idea. Um, but my thing is, is I feel like. For sure, I'm thinking June. I mean, I, I kind of like Retri pointed out, it wasn't a matter of them coming out and saying it. I actually started thinking it before that, and I was saying it on right. our podcast, uh, you know, the Xbox Infinite podcast, where and myself and Jedi actually were in agreement that four months is typical for Bethesda's how they do. Uh, I don't think that they'll do a few weeks worth of marketing. I just don't see that. It doesn't it makes it doesn't make sense for such a major major release like this and it's something that 
they're relying on and they know that they're relying on to to really put game pass in that you know that that major um what's the word i want to use here to put i guess position them in the upper echelon yeah in the upper echelon because i i forgot i forgot who said it but they kind of made a great point and they said that game pass is obviously unique and great in itself but it has a a a problem of um of i guess like how people would crave it for instance right so you get sony has this this thought at least where you know at least socially is said to be where they have all these great triple a exclusives well game pass has to have that too and we have a lot that we love of course but as far as the triple a games we have to have that something that draws people to it so for me i feel like this is so much riding on starfield landing and hitting right i don't think that they'll just put a few weeks out there and like all right here we go I don't know. I could be wrong. I'll I'll be happy to be wrong if it comes out in March. I'll, you know, gladly join the marches and be out there playing it. But, (laughs) you know, I I just don't see it. I don't think it makes too much sense. I think June makes more sense. And I'm actually I'm actually kind of side betting on fall. Actually, I I don't know. But uh, Scozy, I think you're in the June camp, too, right? Yeah, well, if you'd asked me maybe a month ago, I'd be more March, but I'm starting to get more June yeah, for yeah. sure, especially oh, with yeah. the hi-fi rush. Uh, I'd say I'm kind of 50-50 at this point, but yeah. I am still leaning towards March. I'm still leaning towards March. Okay, all right. Well, hey, what, what, what do you think, Mar- March, Skolzy? I'm, I'm just curious on your reasoning and thinking for that. Why do I think it? Um, So... All right, so there's a, there's a couple reasons. There's none of them are really like solid. Like, ooh, this is this is definitely yeah, just de- speculation, definitely right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the big ones is they're working on a Starfield um, Xbox uh, console box box case box art uh, for Starfield specifically, and they're working on that towards the end of 2022. And we've seen that uh, recently at the beginning of 2023. We've seen the box art, and with with them talking about this up and coming Starfield show and with Bethesda Latin America saying, we'll get the release date at that show. And then with the tertiary thing with Todd Howard saying he would literally wait until the day the game releases to market it. That's like a literal Todd Howard quote. I kind of have to say, if we're getting something within the next 30 days or so for a showcase, I've got to put my, my chips closer to a release date than a farther release date. Just, just based on all of that, that's, that's the only real, real reasoning now i will say if something happens and we don't get uh the starfield showcase like until maybe the end of february or even the beginning of march then obviously i'm going going for june, june. but even then they can release it before june you know we, we've got the album mm-hmm. before coming a lot of other stuff um but with that in mind i still think it has to be either march or june um just based on all that I mean, April makes sense too. I mean, this was hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think like Boxenberger has been saying April for stuff as mm-hmm. well, and I I agree with him. April is kind of wide open because it, it just has Minecraft. March, yep. on the other hand, is not wide open by any means of the imagination. Exactly. You got Star Wars. You have Resident Evil. The day after the supposed three twenty three. So Resident Evil is three twenty four, and then we're gonna you know. Now people people would Starfield. argue well, but people will move. They'll move the game for Starfield. They don't. Starfield doesn't have to move. Yeah, for I don't see that now. Yeah, I, especially y'all, that game. But the and case you got Wolong. You got three big, big games them. in March. Y'all think yeah, Todd gets the pick? Look though. Y'all think Todd gets to pick the date of Starfield though? <laughs> August I, is wide open right now. <laughs> I, I I feel like Todd gets first say on the date. Yeah, I would imagine. You're probably right. You're probably right. 
I'm just thinking of like where like staying away from other stuff. I think uh, April is your best bet by a long shot, in my opinion. If but, it's going to be before but, June, I would say April. I'll say this with so many. This is this is a crazy time for gaming. My gaming backlog continues to grow forever as if it's some type yeah. of mutated mm-hmm. creature. But yep. uh, my, my point is there's so many games coming out. I almost wonder if they wouldn't care about moving release dates anymore because it almost seems like you're gonna you're gonna land close to another big i agree big you are or something yeah, so are. it's especially this it, year yeah. yeah 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 this is a terrible year for that it, to avoid and again, anything that information they already knew about when they announced the 12 month plan right yep. so like when they announced when they announced that it was like we already they already planned on launching all these games within the first half so the fact of, of them trying to think they need to get out of their own way is like well why you know why make that decision back then if you were already knew the information right so again it just doesn't make sense you know it it doesn't make sense but you know what doesn't make sense (laughs) a lot of the times is xbox marketing does not make sense that's true true. a lot of the times i sometimes i feel like the old adage of the left hand, uh, you know, and the right hand may not, know, you know, work singly together, but you, but they both wash the face. Sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, and that's unfortunate. Uh, we've seen it more times than not. Like I said, if I have one critique for Xbox, that they need to adjust, and they need to adjust fast, and they have. They they are making strides to be better, and Hi-Fi Rush is a perfect example of that. Marketing needs to be tight. It one needs thing- to be better. One thing I will point out, though, boom, and it was said as far as the advert marketing, rather than such, we had this showcase. I credit that mostly to, to Bethesda. I don't credit most of that to, to Xbox proper. To yeah. me, it seems like more of something yep. they did, and and you know, and spearheaded. Yeah, me. marketing has always been good. Bethesda's marketing absolutely has been solid. Yeah. So. so just so just to say, for those who have this hope for a Super Bowl commercial, maybe that could be in the cards yeah, if Bethesda is at, at the helm. Maybe. You know, just saying. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm gonna go with there. what he said, oh, and that's infinite umbra. Uh, uh, listen, before we get everyone out of here, there's still 15 minutes left of the show. I do want to rolls reverse or bring this back around to Hellblade Two because this seems to be the topic that has fallen on deaf ears. Uh, and I'm gonna go first to Umbra on this. Umbra, uh, this is a big. This is one of the big ones. Uh, Ninja Theory has yet to fail. Uh, everything that they touch seems to come out with gold attached to it. Uh, you know, Hellblade One was made by twenty people, um, and might have even been lower. Maybe it was sixteen people. And the game is considered uh, a marquee uh, title in their development. Uh, it is one of at, at, at one point was considered, you know, a darling for the PlayStation community until it became. Now, no longer just exclusive to them, and then they hated it, uh, which is fine because that's what they do. And then obviously, Hellblade 2 was announced. And uh, when they found out that they weren't getting that because that's first party, the hate that uh, you know, the hate came for it, as you would expect. But Jeff Grubb, who again, I really do trust Jeff, uh, you know, he he gets it right way, way more than he gets it wrong. He feels that. Uh, this holiday, uh, we're going to see Hellblade. It makes sense considering that in November of last year, they had wrapped up all of the mocap. And right now they're polishing the game. Uh, Like I said in the opening, I have heard from someone that I trust indubitably 
that it is going to rival. And again, take it with a grain of salt. We have to play the game. We have to see it for ourselves. But I trust who I heard this from that it's going to rival God of War Ragnarok in both graphics and as well as gameplay, especially in the revamped combat that is coming to this game. Uh, again, take it with a grain of salt, folks. This is what I was told, and I'm going with it. Uh, where Do you feel that this game hits in 2023? I actually do. As far as the visuals, though, I was already sold on the visuals being better than God of War. God of War is more it's a cross-gen game. That's a that's a foregone conclusion. We've already seen gameplay or at least, um, you know, I suppose early. I don't know what they would call that a uh, bit of early gameplay footage of of Hellblade 2. And it very clearly was one of the greatest looking games already there. So I can only imagine with the time they've had now to polish it, how great it'll look once it releases. I've actually been on the the Hellblade 2 uh hitting fall train for a while actually i've been saying that for a long time and part of the reason was jeff grew up way back he said it i think a year or so ago where he on his show and he pointed out the games like even avowed was was supposed to have also hit this year but that's likely being pushed to 2024 mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm more than sold actually I, my thing is, I wonder about the scope, and I know all of us are kind of wondering about that. Like, how big is the map going to be? Are they going to be open world now? Is it going to get more out of the linear? Because part one was very linear, so I'm wondering. Yes. I'm wondering how far from that formula are they changing? And from what we saw uh, with the that, that gigantic, uh, you know, giant or whatever crawling towards her and everything like that was sent that towards Senua, it seemed like it was much more open, but. That, you know, who knows? That's just a small slice we saw. Uh, but we did. I think they also showed a bit of the landscape and the mapping. It seemed to suggest like it would be an open world map. So I'm hoping that is the case. I'm hoping this. I'm just hoping it's much bigger. And I hope the same for any game that uh, that now that they have underneath them. Like I look at Hi-Fi Rush and I, I'm thinking of that and saying, man, that was so well done. So well delivered. Uh I'm hoping that they get a stronger budget for the budget for the sequel and they expand on that. Right. So I'm hoping the same here with Hellblade 2. And I think they will. I mean, it's like you said, Ninja Theory is one of the greater studios they have at Xbox. Now they, yep. I, I suppose you could say they made a bit of a misstep with, um, uh, some people called it out in the chat. They were like, Oh, oh yeah. You know what? You're right. Uh, the, 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 the multiplayer game, you know, what's Bleeding funny. I, yeah. I, let, let me correct it. Cause that way. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, Again, it was a passion project. It was a mm-hmm. small team. The team was not big. I think it was like 10 or 12 people that made the game. It, yeah, you're, you're correct in saying so. They did not hit with that one. Right. That is correct. But, that's like, yeah. but that's like a B team, like you said, was small. It's a passion project with a B team that's kind of doing it, incubating and working on that as, excuse me, working on it as they're incubating and working on other things. So it is what it is to me. I, I didn't care for it, but. You know their track record is is greater than it is bad. So uh, uh, they got they have more than enough confidence for me as far as that goes. I I don't know how the combat and everything will be, but we know that if you paid attention, they've got new uh, people there for mocap. They got new people there for combat design. Like they really went all out. They have so many more. They picked up so many more developers to help out on on crafting this game. And I, so I fully expect it to be a a uh, high-end triple-a like experience personally yeah. so it's to, we're to be seen but i do believe it's actually hitting in the fall it makes perfect sense and i mean think about that too if we get hellblade 2 in the fall if we get uh obviously starfield whenever that would land june let's right. say june uh 
we get Forza, let's say October or September, either one, or November, AKL, either one. And we also get, of course, Redfall. That's a great year. Nobody that's can a bad, complain. That's a, that's a, a banger that's of a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and sprinkled in with the third party games. Exactly. Right. Yeah, sprinkled into that, to your point, is, you know, uh, Stalker 2 and Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. Age of Empires 2. Atomic Heart. Atomic, Atomic Heart. Heart. Uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, last Lies, case of Lies Benedict of Box. Exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. Flintlock. So yep. Flintlock. Yes. Oh, yes. A, Hype for yeah. Flintlock, Flintlock. But yeah, I mean, so mm-hmm. much. That's, if the, all those hit, of course, Minecraft Legends, of course, like they say, Age of Empires 4. If all those hit, I mean, you got to give them credit here. It's going to be, it's, you got to give it like something saying, like, like Richie pointed out at the beginning of the show. That's akin to the 2007 Xbox right there. You know what I mean? Yep. And the strongest that it would have been the strongest, I believe, that Xbox would have delivered first party in a very long time. So it's it, I, I'm hoping that is the case. We'll see what happens. But I, I do believe it'll be the fall for that. Nice. Nice. Uh, Matt, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Where, where does uh, do you believe Grub in uh, Ninja Theory and Xbox delivering Hellblade this fall? And I always believe in Grub. Right. I mean, that's the one guy you don't bet against. Just being honest, you know, like I mean, Hi-Fi Rush. I mean, there's somebody you can go whenever he his, has his like list of like what's coming for the year, you know, like the uh, Jeff Grubbs game mess, whatever. I look ahead. OK, what's the pipeline of news content going to be like the, for this year? Because this is like he just lays it out. It's insane. This guy's uh, the most legitimate uh, inside leaker or, or but he he's smart with what he releases right he doesn't just like you know let the things that would destroy companies out and stuff like that you know what i mean he's he's very responsible with it um and i feel like uh if he says that they're on track for hellblade 2 this year then i i say they're on track for hellblade 2 this year let's go and uh that is also added all up. That's the game we've seen the most from those other big games that they've uh, had that aren't set that we don't know about releasing this year, right? We know Redfall and Starfield and stuff, right? But uh, out of all the other ones, out of the State of Decays, the um, Avowed, the Perfect Darks, Fable, all those, right? Hellblade 2 is the one we've seen multiple times at the Game Awards. Uh, they've had the other videos they've released about it, showing the behind-the-scenes stuff. They're very open on Twitter as well, showing a lot of the work that they've done um, behind the scenes with the mocap and all that kind of stuff as well. So if that if I was to make a bet on one, right, it would have been Hellblade 2 anyway, right? Because uh, it just adds up with what we've seen from the game. Um, and I think it'll blow people away when it releases because um, if you... I. Hellblade 1, I wasn't ever like, oh, I'm really looking forward to this game. And I remember when it first came out, it was like on PlayStation, I think, at first, right? And I, and I tried. I was like, okay, this is cool, whatever. I just really didn't get into it. And then people kept talking about it for years, right? And I remember I got the update on on uh, Next Gen and stuff. And people were like, Mav, you got to play Hellblade. You got to finish it. I'm like, I tried it. You know, I wasn't really that into it or whatever. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll give it another go. I sat there, I got past the part that I had stopped at before, which was probably like the first hour or so. And I sat there on stream legitimately. I, in one stream, I played the entire Hellblade game, which was like eight or nine hours. 
right? Wow. I couldn't stop. I was so immersed. The storytelling, the uh, the way that the characters looked and were presented, like over time, and it got better and better and better with this. I had never seen that close to like a real looking character in a game represented as a playable character, right? Like this was like an actress looked visibly real and I'm playing as this character more than any other game. And like this went to the visuals of, of everything else going on uh, within the world as well. And knowing that that game came out in the originally in the PS3 360 generation, Right, I mean, was that a PS3 game? Hellblade? No, no, that's, I, I was an early PS4, PS4 okay. game. Yeah, early. Mm-hmm. Sorry, early PS4 game. Whatever. Um, the fact that that game still looks as good as it does makes my mind just go crazy about what Hellblade Two is going to look like, and I feel like that's why people didn't believe that that was gameplay. At yeah. the last couple times, and remember yep. Keely even on stage, he was like. And you won't believe it. I didn't believe it at first either. But this yeah, is yeah, I remember that. Play. You know, good that, old Keely taking thing, a dig when he can. You know, the last <laughs> the last thing we saw from that game was gameplay. Yes, yep. And a lot of people didn't believe it because a lot of people didn't play the first one and didn't realize that the control schemes and everything. That's a very basic UI too. Mm-hmm, so yeah, everyone was yeah. like, "Well, it can't be gameplay because where were there? Where were the controls?" Right. Versus Hellblade. Yeah, it's it's just going to be uh, an amazing experience, and it'll be that walking simulator third person action game. We'll that, see. Uh, we'll see. I'm, that sure that's, I'm sure that's. I'm sure Sony says that. that Xbox doesn't have right, so <laughs> we'll 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 have it, and it'll probably destroy uh, a lot of the uh, Sony narrative games as well when it hits. I really no, believe I, that. I agree. Listen, let's get retreat, and then we'll get skulls, and then get everyone out of here. But real quick, shout out to Cosmic Fro who says Wulong. Jay Jigga says uh, replaced, which is, oh, I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, Z Black Writer says Lies of P and Talbot T says Silk Song. Those are all coming to Xbox yes. Game Pass. Silksong, I mean, yeah. wow. 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 For <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had to it. do it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's good I stuff. Love that's, what, that, that's, that's why you're here, bro. That's why, that's why you are here. <laughs> Retri. Uh, is fall the right place for Hellblade? Do you, you believe what Jeff Grubb is putting down? Yeah, I've been saying for a while. I thought it was November. Um, so yeah, it fits. I, it's Grubb, you know, like Mab is saying, you know, kind of. Uh, you always bet on black. You always bet on Grubb. You know? yeah, yeah, so if he says it, <laughs> I'm going with it. Um, yes. I and I do think when when I watched that last showcase, it my mind went exactly to what you were saying. Boom went to God of War cinematics yep. and of that elk. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, we saw it. If I don't think they're lying, that was gameplay. And it looked unbelievable. Like the first, first game looked great and they are very good at s- storytelling. They're, they're good. Just like, I think Asobo was good with the plague's tale in the last game that just, just made. So I think this game is going to impress. Um, I do. I do. I think it's coming out this year. So I don't, I don't see any any reason to doubt Grub or that speculation at all. We've seen a lot of the game. There's a ton of content behind the scenes. If if you look, you know, if you, yeah, you can find the YouTube, it, they show a lot behind it's the a scenes. A ton stuff. of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think that game is is probably in a in a Starfield type of situation where it's getting a ton of polish, and yeah. uh, I'm excited to play it. So yeah. 
I think it's absolutely. Coming. Uh, and last in no way least, Scalzi, uh, thanks so much for joining us, brother. We'll get your outro first. We know that you're not feeling so great. I'm going to get you out of there so you can take it easy. But uh, Hellblade, uh, Grub says uh, holiday 2023. I think he's right. And I think that would be one hell of a killer year on top of an ABK deal potentially uh, being done by June. And, of course, someone in the chat just mentioned, um, let's see, where was it? The family plan uh, launching mm-hmm. into Game Pass. I mean, that would be a banner year. What are your thoughts on Hellblade launching this fall? Yeah, so I got to mirror everyone else. You know, if Jeff Grubb says something, he's usually always right. So if, if he ever says something about anything, I, I got to put my chips uh, on Grubb's table. But I totally see it coming out in November or this fall. It just seems like it's lining up for that based on what we've seen already. And in terms of what we've seen, it, it's, <laughs> you know, the first game was amazing. Like I played it. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Uh, but like some people said on the pod, uh, on the show, on the panel, I couldn't put it down when I started playing and it was just not only a unique way to tell the story but it's so immersive so engrossing uh, you you just you gotta finish it when you start it and, and the second one looks super super amazing you know at first i i kind of thought they would be kind of like maybe the naughty dog of xbox but now that they're they're going a different direction with the second one like more open world and everything else i would kind of like to see a, a combination of a of the god of war style of gameplay with maybe a bit of elden rings open oh, world yes. that would I just like blow me down. away i like yeah. that if they can somehow get those two, those two like you know Elden Ring vibes and God of War vibes together in the Hellblade universe, I think the game is going to be bigger than even the Hellblade fans are suspecting. But you know, it's it's their first sequel for this game, so it's kind of hard to tell how big of a difference it's going to be. Uh, you know, we can't really gauge. I don't think they've had any other real projects we could gauge their sequels on, right? This is this is really it, as far as I yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I think it's going to be great, and if anything, if, if anything, it'll be as good as people are expecting, except for obviously the haters, because they, they don't really get <laughs> added to this metric. Uh, it'll be at least as good as people are expecting, or it's going to blow people away more than they thought it would be, is my love thought. It, love it. I love it, love it. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this week's record-breaking Xbox Factor podcast. We just missed 600 live viewers by a pinch. Let me catch up on the last Super Chats. Uh, we're a good friend of the program, Psychonauts. Uh, drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says shout out to the amazing panel cheers my friends and cheers to you as well we also have drawn tj who says that he's a seahawks fan and yeah you got a lot of rebuilding over there love you coach though i i mean what could you say i love the coach there he's animated and he is for he's a, he is for the players he puts his players first highlander 001 drops an additional very generous five dollars super chat and says do do a pool for when Starfield comes out. Money goes to charity for the winner's choice. I like that idea. That is pretty cool. We may have to work on something like that. I don't, I don't condone gambling, but for something like that, I would definitely do. Gamer by choice. My God, he's been a channel member, folks, for 40 months. Thank you so much for the generosity. He says, I have, I have accepted Microsoft is not interested in marketing like Sony or Nintendo. They just release items and let it do what it does. Uh, baby, uh, as Ray Charles said, I mean, I, 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 I understand it. I don't like it though. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we also have drawn TJ drops an additional $5. Who chat and see, he says, spend the money Xbox, go out and get a, a Sobo remedy, Crytek and crystal dynamics and idols, Montreal. I think they're going to get some of those. And I think remedy, uh, you know, we yeah. talked about it yesterday. What's on Phil Spencer's shelf. I mean, 
I don't think Remedy wants to be purchased. Unfortunately. You know what? Uh, uh, the Probably old not. Microsoft, no. The new Microsoft, yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Remedy is uh, a studio that needs financial backing. They are not a studio that can handle, uh, you know, they're just too small of a studio. And a lot of the stuff, they make these ridiculous deals like 505 games. And they, they need to get acquired. And they're in a position where we know their games take a long time. But if they were to join XGS, because Microsoft, when the ABK deal is done, they're going to have so many studios, they can take their time and make a five-year project and not be pushed into, you got to deliver on this date. And I think Hi-Fi Rush is a perfect example of giving a team, don't, don't tell anybody what you're working on, just go and work on it. When it's ready, you tell us. And, 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 and for the record... Uh, I know there's some there's some controversy. Uh, did Microsoft make them shadow drop it? No, they came uh-huh. out and said we want to drop this game yep. after we unveil it. That was all yep. that studio's thought. And we process. know that because Phil said so in an interview. Yes, he did. He yep. said during that IGN interview. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting everyone on this panel. Thank you for all the super chats that come in. Obviously, those do go to uh, the proper means, and they are spent properly with, uh, you know, uh, with, with the big giveaways as well as equipment and programs that help run this show. Let's get out. Let's get to the outros. Skullsy TV, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the best place for anything and everything, Bethesda, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yep, yep. Thank you again for inviting me on. Awesome panel, awesome show as always. If you're interested in Bethesda news, investigations, and deep dives, you could follow me over on YouTube slash Skullzy. I also tweet some stuff over at, at Twitter. Uh, Skullzy TV is my handle there. And lastly, I'm working on, uh, if you like Bethesda games, I'm working with the actual original creators of the entire Elder Scrolls franchise on a game called The Wayward Realms. You can check us out at OnceLostGames.com over there as well. So it should be an awesome game. Thank you. I will be looking at the mailbox for my invite to uh, potentially try the beta because, uh, yes, I love those types of games and I can't wait to see what you and that team is working on for sure. Skolzy, obviously, thank you so much for being here, brother. So uh, feel better. More more importantly, feel better. Uh, Thank you. uh, Retri, sell your brand, brother. Talk about Game Pass underscore daily where they can get the best and newest information on anything and everything Game Pass related. And where could people reach out to you on social media? I'm actually going to switch it up here, boom, because we got something new coming out. Uh, I'm not going to plug Game Pass Daily, but uh, Web Dave and I are starting a new live podcast show starting this Sunday nice. at 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern called Gamers Council. We'll be discussing all kinds of topics and vetting questions directly from the live chat. Oh, I love discussing them in the show. So the point of this is to have a community-based interactive show where we chat. And of course, the chat is now part of the show. So that is coming up this Sunday, guys. And we will give out some more information on that coming soon. So that's what Um, I got. I I love it. Uh, Yes. Anything I can do to help push that show, you let me know. And I'll be in touch with Web Dave. So yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I, I again an, another quality podcast to add to your repertoire of tons of, to listen to. There's not enough time in the day to not only play games but listen to podcasts. But you know what? We all definitely try. Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Talk about your DC rewrite or DCEU rewrite. Where they can subscribe to your YouTube channel for some of the best long and short content on the platform. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or on YouTube at just Daniel McGee. That's Daniel M.C. capital G because that's how they spell it in the Scotland. Uh, we like, like Boom said, I just uploaded a couple days ago the, the first outline for my, uh, my DCU rewrite. It's a, a television, a nine episode television show based on Gotham Central and The Long Halloween, two of my favorite comic book series. Um, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. So uh, I would love if some of you could go over there, maybe give it a watch. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, any feedback is is very much welcomed. Uh, and I actually just put out a, a community post over there as well, asking what other sort of content people want to see on the channel. So if you have any sort of topics or anything you'd like to see me cover, go over there, leave a comment, uh, and I'll probably make a video about it at some point. So uh, I hope to see you there. We got to get James Gunn to drop you a line to pop into the uh, the yeah. writer's room. Uh, <laughs> they just and, announced uh, a bunch of stuff today. I got to go check out what it was. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, James Gunn uh, taking over DCEU, making some big changes. A lot of people were upset with James Gunn, but I can say this. Trust in the gun is all I can say. He knows what he's doing. Um, let's see. Um, let's go next to Infinite Umbra. Obviously, one of the best singing voices that I know of. Umbra, sell your brand. Where could people reach out to you on social media, find you on Friday evenings with a great crew. And more importantly, what do you got running in the background? Oh man. So I got a few things going right now. I'm trying to get the podcast going for my own separate podcast. Jigga J asked about it in the chat. I'm trying to start it up by next month. I'm trying. So I have a few things I want to get ironed out. I got the song. Like I said, I got, I'm starting to get the UI laid out and I have to, you know, still have to wait for the contact of uh, a few gentlemen to, get me an intro laid out but other than that also i have to speak with a, a certain somebody uh actually here present with us now to see how we want to approach this but um and see how i want to do it but that said you all that song is fire by the way yeah yeah your song absolutely. is i love it are you liking it all right yeah see, i see, love it yeah see, you all heard it from retry it's, it's good start right there it's solid yeah you all i can't <laughs> wait for you all to hear it but yeah, of course, you all can find me on Twitter under uh, Infinite Umbra or Umbra Infinite. You'll find me either way. And of course, on here Tuesdays, obviously, and on Fridays at uh, 7 o'clock uh, Eastern, uh, we have Gamers Nexus, uh, the editor-in-chief and the writer of that Forspoken article that gave it a 9.5. So I'm going to, uh, we're going to cross-examine him and, wow. <laughs> and see, hey, how did you... Uh, how did you end up giving it a higher score than you gave The Witcher Three? How did that happen? Yeah. You know, I want to I want to hear this answer. So, but you're not going to hound him too badly. But yeah, we, you know, I'm, I feel like it's some pony. I never played the uh, past ten hours in The Witcher Three. I tried three times. Uh, I want to love it and I hate it. I hate, <sighs> the, I hate the I hate 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 the inventory system and I hate the way you make potions. I don't know what else to say. I'm a fraud. What can I say? I, I hate that you hate it. I feel so sad, so sad to hear that. It is such a masterpiece of a game, but it is what it is. It's not for everybody, I suppose. But yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, you all stay tuned. I'll definitely uh, post about it, and I'm sure Boom and the other people will help uh, amp it up and one, once that time comes. So thank you all. Shout out to uh, Max Delpo. He is from Italy. 
That is nice. dope. He, was, he just said in the chat, thank you so much, because, of course, I welcomed him, and I try to get to everyone and welcome everybody because it's just my thing. That's why sometimes you see when I'm typing, I actually, if superimpose the, the screen and poor skulls, he got his beard in 3D. Uh, that's just, I'm, try, I'm trying <laughs> to reach out to everyone because, like I said, it's, it's my way of welcoming you to the show. I like doing it individually, not just a general, hey, welcome to the show. I, I try to do it that way. And when you have 500 people plus here, it's sometimes hard, but we will continue to do that. Last and no way least, Mav, one of the busiest dudes in podcasting. You got a lot going on, brother. Talk about where they can check you and Pong Soul and many of the amazing people you work with on a weekly basis for your podcast on YouTube. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Thanks, Boob. I'm glad I was able to be here this week, man. I'm glad that I'm stuck in the snow. Um, <laughs> it was a great show. It was good having Skolzy here and uh, all the rest of the panel. You guys all rock. Um, if you want to check out what we got going on, just go to Fun Speculation on YouTube. Uh, we have uh, we had a show last night, uh, Fun Speculation Podcast. That's at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. On Thursdays, Pong, Sol, and I have a two-man show called PM and the PM at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, Fridays is Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, and uh, yeah, we get game streams, you know, shorts, videos, try and do as much as we possibly can. And uh, thank you all for checking it out. Thanks so much, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And once again, thank you to the near 600 people that came out today. Thank you again for all of the amazing uh, super chats. And of course, uh, we will see you back here next week. But of course, you know, before we end the show, I like doing this because it's important to me. Hopefully one day be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>